Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hold out your hand, lady. Let me show you something. Go on. Take this ring. It's lucky. Hey everyone, welcome to CORE. This is CORE for August 4th, 2023. That's the year. That's right. Uh, it's uh, Friday. Normally we don't record on a Friday, but as promised Monday, we said we would do two shows this week. Last week, uh, or Mondays was just to make up for the previous week. So we're back. We pushed it one day though, because uh, Baldur's Gate 3 came out yesterday and we wanted to have uh, at least some of it under our, uh, you know, some play time so we could talk about it a little bit. And I got to ask this question before we we'll get to the game later, but I want to at least ask this. My PC fan is basically on fire. It's like on meth and 12 other stimulant drugs when battle or I keep saying battle when Baldur's Gate three is playing. Are you guys seeing this? Are your fans off the hook right now? Because I don't know if I've got like a uh, something going let me on. Start. Let me start with A. Have you updated your drivers? There yes. Was a new driver release. Yeah. First thing. Uh, B. When you're at the main menu, I think you can do this in game two. You can press escape. Yeah. And click on graphics. Yeah. And I think there are options there to turn them down if, <laughs> if your PC is about to explode. Yeah. There might be something going on in there though. You might want to look at that because they are they. Mine was set to ultra. What what graphics card do you have? I have a thirty ninety, and I am set to ultra. I've got thirty ninety. Yeah, everything max. I have a thirty sixty, and mine's chilling out. That's I don't know why my fans. It's not even. Yeah. You know what? It doesn't even sound like my card fan. Oh no! It, sound, it sounds like my Sometimes CPU games fan. Games explode video cards. I know. Remember that kind of. Remember that old world thing or whatever the hell that was called. The Amazon MMO thirty nineties in particular. <laughs> like the better they are, the more likely they're to explode. Actually, shit, that's not good. Uh, yeah, no, that's actually a little concerning. Um, chat room, is anyone? I mean, I've anything? had four hours of playtime so far. It's not a lot, but I haven't had. There's been no lockups or meltdowns or anything. And I checked CPU temperature. It's in range of what's supposed to be okay. But I, I. I have a case that is designed to be when I when I got this particular upgrade, this box is like really quiet. 
all the time. No matter almost almost no matter what I throw at it, it's very very quiet. This game, it just gets really really loud. And uh, same with the Steam Deck, though I tried to install the game on Steam uh, on the Steam Deck last night. I've never heard that thing get so loud. So maybe that game is just a beast, and there's just nothing. Oh, did you try running with Vulcan instead of DirectX 11? No, I thought about trying that. Um, yeah, but I, maybe. Some, um, they said in their or FAQ. You, you might was, set a frame rate limit. It, you might be burning cycles you don't need if you're. What's your max refresh on your um, screen? I'm 144K or kilohertz, and I'm currently running at a, a, a cap of 120 frames. So I could do 60. Oh. could dock it down to 60. Oh, so you, you have your cap on. Um and you're you're probably not at 1080p. You're probably at uh, the better resolution. 1440. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, that's probably it. Not I run 4K. on 1080p. Um, maybe maybe that would help. I'll I'll look at it. I don't. Again, like all the indicators are that I'm not hurting anything, but I don't like I don't like that feeling of like, and I'm not used to it. This is like the stuff people talked about with that that Amazon MMO, and and I played that on launch weekend, and I never had that problem. So I just thought people are full of crap, but. This seems to Did be. Did you check your performance tab in the task manager to just to see what was redlining? Like, obviously, it's your graphics card. Like, the temperature's okay, but are you like. Um, you don't no. give me your throughput on, you know. Uh, Nothing redlined. Um, trying to think if I saw anything else weird. I also, I also run real minimum on anything running in the background just because. Yeah. Even though in these days you kind of even have to worry about it, but I've been a weirdo about that since like Windows 98. And I just turn all that shit we off have, whenever We I have can. trauma from the 486 days where, yeah. <laughs> you know, in that Pentium era where it's like, you want? do you want to get extra frames for your game? Disable all these things from the startup and the task manager. Uh, go here, install this little app to manage your memory better. Like all kinds of tricks to squeeze out things. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think we still have that habit. And most people are like, uh, just press play and don't you know have 50 million like, you know brian is notorious for having 56 tabs open i assume hmm. that's permanent state of affairs on his computer he, lo- he loves doing that <laughs> I, don't, I don't i just can't do it i have to shut tabs i have to empty trash if there's anything in it the smallest file could be in there if i see the icon it's got trash in it i'm emptying it like i've got yeah. a problem almost when it comes to those things i get real ocd about it but i don't know it's just making noise john is yours you're running fine no issues all good i haven't really noticed any problems no it seems it seems fine i did have one combat where uh the game kind of freaked out a little bit like we fell through the floor of something and one of my guys didn't land like everybody was just supposed to it was an event so everybody was supposed to be on the ground starting combat in the next bit and uh, one of the characters stayed up in the air. And when it was his turn, he fell and hit the ground Ooh. and like lost half of his HP from the fall. And then I think the game freaked out about what was happening. And all of a sudden it was like combat. And then it just sat there for yeah. probably 15 seconds. Yeah. And then it was like begins <laughs> started going. <laughs> But other than that, it's been running pretty pretty smoothly. I haven't had any real issues with it. I just opened up my like the GeForce recommendation though. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know where you can just say like, "Hey, you figure it, it out. I yeah. don't want to worry about it." Yeah. And it says I'm not running at the optimal settings, but when I hit optimize, it doesn't change anything. Oh. So well, then. <laughs> I don't know what exactly it is that I'm supposed to do. Mm. Um. 
Look, but it's a brand I new. It's guess a brand I can just remember what these are supposed to be uh, and make those adjustments on my own. A brand new, uh, you know, triple A heavy, intense graphical title, 122 gigabytes or something. Yeah, it's insane. It's huge. Like maybe we're just having one of those moments like you do with a new yeah, game. Yeah, I think probably because you're running in 1440p um, at 120 frames. That's yeah. a lot of juice for a CPU, even that yeah. one. Yeah. I have a Metroid on my face. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. it's running great for me though. I will. I yeah. do want to clarify just so it doesn't sound like I'd be like, "Oh, the game isn't running great at all." This game has been running fine. Like I've actually been surprised at how smooth it's all been running. Oh yeah, me, super so. smooth. Oh, and just I, getting the workout. Yeah. When I went, when I did finally get it on the running on the Steam Deck, you have to do the Proton uh, experimental Proton build to get get it to work, which is no big deal. You just change in the properties. And it ran just fine, no issues. Um, just really hot is all. So I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe, maybe I just don't pay enough attention to my CPU fans. Maybe well, you I pay. Don't. You play a lot of indie games too, which are not demanding at all. So. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. So that's a good and point. Like a thirty ninety, like probably tackles everything you throw at it easily yeah i'm not having any everything's max so yeah so and i think bg3 like the high end is pretty you know and i haven't i mean I, mine hasn't struggled either but i'm playing in 1080 i think those extra pixels are pretty pretty meaningful to the and you don't cards. mind the um I mean, you really, the, the lower resolution doesn't bother you. I mean, by lower, 1080p um, used to be the, the high Well, I, I, you know, at some point I think I might get a more higher res uh, card, but my understanding is 1440 is pretty demanding, so it's it's going to be a trade-off um, on right. a 360. Mm -hmm. Like, my graphics card will probably be somewhere in the 60 FPS range or lower on 1440p. Yeah. So that's why I opted for the higher frame rate on 1080. It's one-to-one -one with streaming. I kind of want it because when I was looking into 4K monitors, they're really expensive. Yeah, they're expensive. Even on a 3090, you're you know you'll be struggling with games and stuff. It's still pretty demanding. Yeah. I may do it at some point though because because uh, Phantom Liberty is coming out. Oh yeah, in September. Yeah, and um, what I'd ideally like to do is once Luke Ross, the maker of the VR mod, gets that, I want to do another playthrough of Cyberpunk, and I want to do it 100% in VR, oh. and. I want to do it with good graphics, so the 3060 is not a, it's not enough. Hey, speaking so, of penis sliders, you can do that in VR, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I've, arguably, there's a, well, no, I guess it's pretty much the same. I, th I think, can't you change the size in Cyberpunk? Yeah, you can do a little bit of size Yeah, stuff. there's no there's no size. Everyone has the same size dong in the world of, in Larian's world. <laughs> you can't do micropene. Just as like my, look, Gary Gygax, Gary Gygax on his deathbed said, before I go... No penis is bigger than another in this world. Yeah, he was tr he was truly a uh, uh, civil rights. Uh, truly, he wanted equality. Uh, really, he wanted equality yeah. amongst all the penises. Uh, we'll talk more about that game. I want to let you do here in a minute, but uh, first, because it's kind of a low news week, and we did a show on Monday. I thought I'd do something a little bit different. So, so here's this. All right. I want to tell you guys, I found a list of the 10 best-selling games of all time. These are based on actual sales data. And mm. I don't know if you looked at it or not. If you didn't, this could be I more did. fun. Okay, good. You told me not to. Good, good. Because I think you'll have more fun guessing uh, what these might be. Or are, yeah, Are there any limitations to this? Like, does it count mobile? Because I feel like mobile... No. It only counts, like, 
I bought a game for a PC or console and played it kind of games. So okay, no, so like, no, no, no mobile gas. None of that. I'm sure if we counted that, it would be the stupidest list of all time. This list. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's Pokemon Go, I guess. Okay. Or I, I got to think Grand Theft Auto 5 is on there. All right. So I'm going to find out if you are correct about that. And you are correct. Number, number, number three. Number three. Grand Theft, three. Grand Theft Auto 5. 175 plus million copies of that game sold in its lifetime. Okay, so it's most copies sold, not money. No, it's just copies okay. sold. Yeah, because it doesn't account for. There's no. There's no like inflation issues or any of that. It's just units sold. Yeah. Units. Okay. Um, uh, seen as it's can, on everything, is Skyrim on there? Uh, let's find out. Is Skyrim <laughs> on there? Skyrim is number seven. The Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim, sixty plus million of that game sold in its lifetime. Okay. Great. Uh, uh, Clearly, some Nintendo shits on there, like Zelda and Mario. Uh, let's see. You might be surprised. I went real specific with my guesses. Bo guessed <laughs> Zelda and Mario. Yeah, Zelda and Mario. <laughs> uh, as close as you get, Bo, to Mario is Mario Kart 8. That has 63.92 million copies sold from Wii U through uh, Switch. Uh, this is as long as that thing's been around. All right, um, all right. So that is a that's a massive that's seller. The most recent one, right? Is Tetris on there. Yeah, it was first launched in 2014, though. But yes, most recent. Um, Tetris is number one, John. Number one. Yeah. Where's our music for I that? I got there. I got there eventually. Hold on. No. I have the chest. That's number one. I couldn't find a good number one thing. Uh, 520 million copies of Tetris have been sold in the its movie lifetime. Yet? No, not yet. I want to. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, Ibit liked it. Uh, recommended it last week. You you had mentioned you liked it. I I think I do want to see it. Just got to get around it's enjoy- to it. It's enjoyable, like uh, Eggy. Uh, Is first, the Sims on there? Sims. Let's find out. Hold on. That's a good old good guess. I should have made a shorter version of this list. Uh, nope, no Sims. Oh man. Sims have got to really? be in the top okay. twenty though, probably. If I had to guess. Okay. Any other guesses? I mean, I've done pretty good. I've guessed number one, number three, and number seven. Yeah, you're doing good. And Bo, Bo kind of picked My Mario Kart. My bullshit, according to John. <laughs> no, no, no. He got, he got one sort of. Yeah, you kind of got Mario one. something and Zelda something. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You know what's funny is Mario um, Kart 8 came out uh, six months after Grand Theft Auto V did initially. Their initial launches in 2013, 2014. One of them's got to be a, a World of Warcraft or Diablo. Um, I, would, I, just get my, I just don't think it's on enough <laughs> consoles. Like maybe though. Well, I'll give like you. World I'll give of Warcraft you, was a. It's a massive thing. seller. There's no question. But I'll give you a hint. The, there is a Blizzard title on this list. You just need to choose which one you think it is. But, oh, but there's only one. If that helps, there's only one. Only one. Yeah. Diablo Four. All right. Bo says Diablo Four. John. Ah. Uh, Could be Starcraft too. But I think Diablo 4. That would be Blizzard's number one seller. I mean, it, World of Warcraft would beat it if you counted when people buy it when there's an X-Pack. Yeah. But if you're counting yeah. the standalone titles, then it wouldn't. But yeah. if you're just like... StarCraft came out on console. Yeah, and a really good point about expansions, because I don't think they're counting those. I think they're just saying I'm going to say StarCraft. All right, you you say Star Trap. Bo says, uh, "What did you say, Bo?" Uh, Diablo Four. Diablo 4. Let's find out if that is correct. 
Incorrect. The 10th best-selling game of all time and Blizzard title, Overwatch. 50 million copies. Oh, my God. Overwatch. No accounting for taste, people. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it was a it, massive we didn't hit. know at the, the, that's that's rearview mirror uh, talking that at the time we didn't know <laughs> that's true what we felt about that's it. That's true. Just knew Most Blizzard of my problems with Overwatch have nothing to do with the initial launch. And of that Overwatch game. was very hype in its oh, yeah. launch. It was it's huge. also out on everything, right? Like that came mm-hmm. out on consoles, that came out mm-hmm. on PC. Which I think if World of Warcraft had a console release, it would probably be on this list. It would. Um, There's got to be a milsim on there of some kind, like Call of Duty. Mm. That's what made me think StarCraft, because StarCraft did come out on N64 and I think PlayStation as well, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, So I thought maybe that might do it. Um, Diablo 3, I also felt like might have had a chance because it was on consoles. Also on consoles, yeah. And had a really good second run after that expansion. They really boosted sales um, which has got to no. be a best-selling one i mean a lot of people who don't normally play video games played that game and know who geralt is uh, i'm gonna witcher check real 3. quick no witcher really yep yep Surprise. witcher sold um, less than 50 million can i do a bow guess and just say pokemon uh <laughs> yeah. is, can i just say pokemon let's see is pokemon there Nope, no Pokemon. <laughs> oh man, best-selling games of all time. Sorry, what about John. A Sim City. <laughs> Is uh, there Sim City on there? Sim Everybody Cities. had Sim City when I was growing up. Let's see. Nope, no Sim City. Yeah, you got to throw got this so kind of lo- negative. You got to throw this logic out because like everyone bought Tetris, so it's something dumb that everyone. Is it Dot Cat Milk? None of that stuff <laughs> what is doc cat milk? milk i don't even know what that no, is he's, over talked about, he's talked about this before it's a it's, it's <laughs> shovelware that is first in the nintendo store because has a dot as the oh, first letter and yeah. so and even john admitted to buying it and it irritated me because <laughs> i see it all the time my <laughs> household bought it let's just before yeah. i get labeled it was purchased in my household. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sorry. I sorry. love that, but that is not on here. No, I don't think. No, throwing anyone specific under the bus. Let's mm. say. Definitely yeah. not what on there. What else would be on that list? I mean, Doom gets mentioned, but I feel like Doom is not. Doom might be a decent guess. That was a phenomena when it came out. Is Doom on but- here? Nope. It was a, a phenomenon for phenomena. less people. Yeah, that's true. The shareware and maybe even a pirate BBS pirated phenomenon at the time. Yeah, and keep keep in yeah. mind this is a sequel could be on this list, but like you know, Grand Theft Auto Five is a sequel, but it's not including all pre prequel games or or sequel games. It's just one of those yeah. games is the best selling. So, mm. so how many spots are we missing? I, in other words, you're not lumping original Doom, Doom Three, Doom yeah. Eternal. Like none of that's in there. Uh, there are ten spots total. You guys have eaten up. Um, Overwatch at number ten. Seven was Elder Scrolls. Mario Kart at six. Uh, so that's was that three? I just said four for Grand Theft Auto. Tetris number one. So that's five. So you're de- you got the last half to do. It got to be a Square Enix game on there, like Final Fantasy Seven. Nah, I don't think any Final Fantasies will be on there. Let's see if any of those those are there. None of those are on there. <laughs> what is these? Was half Half Life? <laughs> uh, let's see, is Half Life on there? Nope. Yeah, we're, we got we're talking for like everyone's buying this thing. So like I'm Wii U Sports. Uh oh, hold on. See, but that was a free giveaway, so. 
All I Did know is count? my grandmother on my dad's side bought a Wii U for the express yeah. purpose of exercise who would never touch the video game in, you know, seven or eight decades of living. Well, managed to find, managed to pick up a Wii U because of that board and Wii Sports and exercise. Anyway, Scott. All right, here's right? here's what we've got. Um, I'll play this because, okay, here we go, right? Where is it? John is correct, uh, or Bo is correct. Wii Sports 82.9 million, but here's the caveat. <laughs> According to Nintendo's official sales figures, Wii Sports is the company's best-selling game of all time. While most entries on this list were bundled with a console at some point, Wii Sports was bundled with the Wii in nearly all territories at launch at nearly 83 million copies sold. It is the top-selling single-platform exclusive of all time. So it is a little screwy. It's a little misleading. It's a little yeah. screwy, but it's still a so game. So they counted it. If you bought the console and you got it, it still counts as a sale? Correct. Like, if then, you had a built-in... Yes, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, if you had a game that was an ex, uh, was a launch title on the thing that came shipped. with it, they count yeah. it. Yeah. Shipped. Shipped. Uh, I can't pretend I didn't get this from chat. I did see chat say this, and I just agree with them. Minecraft. Uh, let's find out if Minecraft is on here. Uh, is mine... Hold on. Where is it? Is Minecraft here? Yes, it is. It is number two on the list. 238 million copies of Minecraft as of April of 2022. Uh, this is Microsoft sales data. Those total sales have certainly climbed higher in the recent year. Uh, let's see the notes. The figure captures the sales totals across its 22 available platforms with film, Netflix, and education, toy, many other projects either complete, uh, uh, let's say completed or in the works. Minecraft has transcended the medium in a way few others have before. Uh, so yeah, a lot. That thing's been um, on every. Next up on the guest list, uh, some Milsim, either like Counter Strike. Uh, let's see, Counter Strike, Call of Duty, Call of Duty, or Counter Strike. Call of Duty uh, would be one of my first ones, right? That's what I would think. But I mean, Milsims are popular. There must have been one that really popped off big, big time. Let's find history. out. Incorrect. There are none on this list. Or both. Oh, jeez. Not one. I would. I suspect that Modern Warfare One was probably as close as they got, but it's probably top ten, twenty, or something. So uh, let's see. You're down to portal. Um, no, definitely not. Well, I'll just play that for you. Not there. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely no. not on there. Um, so okay. Think. No think. A uh, PC shooter that we all played. <laughs> I don't want to give it away. That kind of took the world by storm and almost single-handedly created a whole new genre for a while. Quake? Uh, John would be incorrect, Bo. Created a whole... Oh, is it Unreal Tournament? Uh, ooh, let's see. Is it? The answer is PUBG, 75 million. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah, that was a box I'm price. Surprised, but yeah, 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 you're right about that. Yeah. Yep. They don't count yeah. any mobile downloads toward this. There's your military shooter, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> oh, 75, 75 million is a freaking lot. That's a big Brought to you title. by Blue Hole. Uh, you are only missing. Oh, I lied. Hold on. Okay, that's Scott lied sound. So many um, sounds. I'm sorry. Number nine was The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Sorry, Bo. There oh, you shit. go. Bo's yeah. redeemed. Totally redeemed. The redemption of Bo. Yeah, ninth, uh, 50 million plus. So uh, a little. I judge this category by how many people who don't play video games end up owning or liking a particular property. Tetris, Wii U Sports. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Yeah. yeah, so you you definitely uh, I, I screwed up there. I don't know how I missed that. All right, so you're really missing only one now. 
It's the eighth Give position. Us a hint on that one. It's the eighth Wait, position. Uh, and the hint is it's the only. Let me make sure I'm telling you. Red Dead right. Redemption. Oh, shit. Two. Bo is correct. Our, it's the it's the only cowboy game. I was, gonna, well, <laughs> I was still thinking about it. My sister loves video game. Like yeah. doesn't she loves video games? She plays them, but doesn't play a lot. She doesn't like a lot of them, but she gravitates towards a small amount. And one of them, strangely enough, is Red Dead Redemption. She loves horses, and that game has horses, good ball physics, good good scrote physics mm. on the horses. <laughs> Even she's been going to an actual ranch and volunteering and getting to ride the horses and trade. Is it Red Dead Redemption or Red Dead Redemption 2? Two. Which is what Bo said. Bo said two. Yeah. And she's like, we should play RDR online. I keep meaning to. And, you know, it's just not my jam so much. But, yeah. I'm with your sister. I think it's one of the greatest (laughs) games ever made ever in the history of ever. So I'm I'm a big fan. Um, here is the. This is funny to me though. There, there are only two companies on this list that made the list twice, and that would be Rockstar with Red Dead Redemption Two and GTA Five, and Nintendo with Mario Kart Eight and Wii Sports. And that's that's a weird. That's a funny juxtaposition of Nintendo versus, you know, the GTA. Power company. of Kart though. The power of like not everybody can jump on platforms even if it's the friendliest mario game but everyone can drive a cart yeah dude mario kart <laughs> like, is a phenomenon grandma will play the cart game and yeah. admittedly mario kart 8 which is now called deluxe or whatever 8 plus deluxe or whatever that game is so it is really good like legitimately it is great it's the one title i could see them doing another carryover to the next system because its base is so strong, they've sold so many copies of it, they just would have to keep adding tracks and characters, maybe give it a little graphical overhaul if the new system's nice. Like, that game could live on in perpetuity. In the same way, like, GTA Five, it's almost the same deal. It's like they just keep making it and then improving it, and then people mod it or whatever. But, you know, I can't believe that launched in 2013, Grand Theft Auto Five, yeah. and it's still huge. I think Red Dead Redemption 2 and Mario Kart 8 uh, plus Deluxe is the two that are the most impressive because they are not on that many platforms. Right. Like, they're they're severely platform limited uh, comparatively, and they're still significantly high up on that list. Agreed. And, uh, you know, Mario Kart, kind of universal appeal, good for kids, good for adults. Um but Red Dead Redemption 2 for a very specific audience. And like, that's even a game that I have a hard time recommending to people because it's so weirdly paced compared to other video games. Like I love it. It's like an immersion sort of thing. Like immerse yourself in this world. But like, I don't think it's a game you just immediately go, I'll just play Red Dead Redemption 2. It's, you know, it's, You'll love it no matter who you are. Like it feels like it's very much for somebody. It's a it's like and the Boromir meme. You do not simply just walk into Red Dead Redemption Two. You have to be serious. <laughs> no, about but it. you do walk in Red Dead Redemption <laughs> a lot. Two a lot. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> like yeah. But I mean, wrong. I guess I should have seen that. Like it's literally in that video game song by Tenacious D. Like that's the one that he calls out as it's not a game. It's a work of art I so love that thing know, that's such a great little animated thing i love it so much it is it's so short it's well so anyway fun. there you go we just uh, you know want to have a little fun today and and test your test your knowledge um it'd be fun to figure out like narrow it down and say okay all-time pc all-time 
you know, Nintendo all time. Those are, I always like that kind of crap. Um, excuse me, but Tetris is your big winner of the day and the month and the year. Very nice. All right. Let's talk about what we played this week. You were almost a Jill sandwich. Look at this. Uh, it's been a big week, folks. Uh, one of those weeks, banner week, not since Diablo four. We had a week like this, uh, prior to that, not since, uh, what was the one right before that, that we all final got, fantasy 16. Oh yeah, that was it. Final fantasy 16. Yeah. But yep. there was not a lot before that. I don't think for no, but when do you get a year where there's like this many in a row? I, I think star citizen or uh, star citizen freaking Starfield might be the same, you know, yeah, star citizen will never see that day. <laughs> Pick the one game that's not coming. Yeah. That ain't for episode 9,302, we finally played star citizen and John has started answering apology emails. Dude, yeah. you, you know, it's bad. My YouTube recommended is all 12, 21 great games coming out this summer or in August. And then you click it, you're like, yeah, like everything looks enticing. Yeah, Alice Fallen looks rad. Mm-hmm. I, I think. Um, I know Phantom Liberty's out next month, but I'm looking forward to that. Same Starfield. Yep, it's a big. We all uh, played Bolt Gun. Yeah, Bolt Gun was great. Uh, yeah, a lot of us played was... Jedi Survivor when we could. Yeah. There was, was that. It was not as hype as the games we're talking about, though. If that well, definitely not. But don't you think this year, just in general, even the middleware feels better than usual? Like, hey guys, we all played Redfall. Oh my gosh, Redfall. I did. I remember when we all no, played no, Redfall. No, no. Didn't Bo? I did not. You didn't play. Oh, no. did. I don't have Game Pass. Oh, oh that's, that's right. After I heard you guys should not, I was like, okay, well, <laughs> you're not going to buy it. I mean, why would you? I'm it's, just looking through all this shared played we had this year real quick. Yeah. I mean, I still want to play The Expanse. There's the Star Trek. Oh, that didn't come out, but I do want to play the Star Trek Resurgence. Yeah. Um, I never played Final Fantasy 16. I'm, I'm interested, but probably will wait. Get the uh, what PC else version. is coming out here? Hang on, August. WrestleQuest looks dope, but that's not a big one. That does look dope. I'm stoked about that game. I mean, I, all the indies, I, that Sea of Stars, like there's indies coming that I am out of my mind excited for. Aren't you a Madden guy? There's a new Madden out there. No, time. I don't care about Madden. Oh, okay. You know what I like, uh, though? I like, uh, you guys remember the Genesis had these two sports titles, um, Mutant League Soccer, and, or, or sorry, Mutant League Football, Mutant League Hockey, these two games. I yeah. love this. And so there's this guy, there's this game coming out called Mutant, no, it's not Mutant League Football, it's Mutant Football League. It already exists. This is a game you Nailed can play. It. <laughs> yeah, all they did was scramble the word a little bit, but they basically made a moderned up version of that game with all the swearing and the blood and the and the environmental hazards and all that. I love that kind of football uh, video game. And so that is getting a sequel, and that is supposed to come out this year. So I would be, and if EA announced they were doing Mutant League Hockey again, I would shit my pants. I'd be so excited about that. No one else in the world cares, but I do. I you know, I always liked the idea, but I never played it. So I I might give that a try. Oh, this is such it. a good year for games. Like our our game of the year stuff, usually we come up with a bunch of weird categories. It might just be we're gonna pick a top five, top ten, and we're just gonna talk about those because there's so much stuff to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it's gonna be a beast. I, I'm a little it's funny because yeah, some of the bigger be- controversies <laughs> in gaming have happened this year too, but Man, games are great. 
few other mentions too. Armored Core Six. Oh shit! Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I'm really excited um, for that. Yeah. You guys were pretty big on Sea of Stars, and I can understand that it does look dope, even though I probably have to miss it. MK1 next month. Yep. Uh, Lies next of P month? has got a lot of buzz. Oh, um, when's um? But when's uh? uh Space Marine 2, because that's one that's really on my radar. That's unannounced date. I, I'm predicting Space Marine might be pushed to 2020. Boo. I, 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 I haven't heard anything, but I don't, I don't think... <laughs> Core's going to be real, real lame next year if yeah. everything comes out this year. If I'm working on Space Marine 2 right now and I haven't announced a date, if I'm working at Saber Interactive yeah. under the publisher Focus Entertainment, I'm yeah. looking at the page right now, that's why I know this. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm going man. We can't let's not release our game right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, can we afford to wait? Uh, if so, then let's do that because it's a lot. Yeah, good gravy. Like, ugh. I talked to a guy. Yeah, so there's a there's yeah. a Space Marine two page, but no date on it. I would I would definitely wait. Okay, so maybe they're gonna wait on that one. But anyway, yeah, banner gear. It's hard to deny that. Part uh, of a it. few more, and we're not not done with the the big, just the big ones. There's All tons right. of little ones you sure. might be interested. In. Alan Wake Two, that's a big one. Yeah, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. That's, that's coming out. That. Like, remember Marvel Spider Man Two. Oh that's hell yeah! Remember, but that's <laughs> coming play out. Play that. That's that'll be big. And yeah. you guys probably won't play this, but I'm mentioning it because it is a big franchise. Is City Skylines Two? Oh yeah, I'm curious about it. I wish those. I like them too. I just wish they were. I need. I need them to not just be a city. Like I need. Either ancient city fantasy shit in there, science fiction. Well, those we have those two, but this is that one. I know. I wish. Oh, that, by the way, I wish those uh, guys would make it. Is what I'm saying because they could. Make it amazing. Frontier had a big update where they added um, a religious building, and you can like make a religion, and your people follow the tenets and stuff like that. Just yeah. FYI. Speaking of city builders that are more themed, I love Farthest Frontier, and yeah, it's got a, it's an exciting update. I, love I have that. tons of games to play, but I, I'm like, I want to. I need to play this. I got to get back uh, into that too. Is that really, are they planning, are they hoping for an out of early access this year? Or do you know? We don't know. Probably not. Uh, that pro, I think they're taking their sweet time. I don't know if we know when the date for launch is, but it's, uh, you know, version 0.9 that's released. So oh. they're close. To okay. They're getting close. But, that game is good. But I would guess next year. For, I bought that for, because you raved about it and you were right about it. That game's rad. It's good. It's a good one of the Banished uh, likes. It's, yeah, it's and I like it because it's unlike Banished. I have some wiggle room on the difficulty settings. I can I can make it yeah. a little more my sp- speed because the Banished uh, yeah, level second, is oof, too hardcore for yeah, me. Second place of the ones I've tried that I would go to also Timberborn. Timberborn is amazing. And that's the Beaver one, right? Yeah, and that's still early access. There's still lots to look forward to there. Bo loves Beavers. Um, Sorry, go ahead. I do. I'm a big fan. I manage my beavers well. We we chop down the wood we, yep. with our teeth very effectively. Nobody grooms beavers like you, is what I say. That's what I tell my friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yep. I'm, I'm all over the beaver. Yep. <laughs> we don't know what beavers. That means. Sorry, yeah. I don't no, know what we, that means. There's more than one beaver in my city. There's many beavers. No, there's so many beavers, but this one is mine. Um. So yeah, big year. We didn't even talk about Remnant Two or uh, freaking all the shit that's come before it. But yeah, uh, by the way, Remnant Two is awesome. Yeah, thanks. So at the end of the year, we're gonna have a hot. We're gonna have a. It's gonna be a hot one. We're gonna have a hot end. And this is good, actually. I think talking about it now is good because when we get there, we should all just do the coolest, maybe even multi-episode roundup of the year. You know, I don't know what yet, but something good. I think the games industry should take a year off. 
like like an armistice, you know, like or whatever you call it when you stop, you agree to stop shooting for a period of time. Yeah, like I, I need a year off of game releases. Like if they took January to December thirty first, year off of making games. I would be busy the year of that full year and probably still not get to everything I'd like to get to. Yeah. Uh, please take a year off, game industry. Yeah, okay. how hard is that? Just a quick year. It's not a big deal. I can finally play Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, maybe I could get in there and, uh, you know, see what's up. I actually downloaded the client on my PlayStation 5 because I wanted to just see what it looked like. I know that's weird, <laughs> but I did. <laughs> that's fine. I don't know why I did it. I just did. There's going to be a graphic upgrade and... A year yeah well they already so it, they bumped up a bunch of stuff for the ps5 anyway but yes there is i guess there's another big graphic update right that was announced yeah. or something that's coming yeah. it's still it looks pretty good though um i can't say that about all the console mmos the star trek online mmo and um uh shoot neverwinter which i think is an okay game looks like utter shit on consoles I don't know what well, they're, they're doing. They're older too, right? They're are, they are older, they're but older. still, it's just like, what are, you, what are you doing? Whereas ESO, they keep updating it. It looks really nice right now on console. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV looks really good on console. I think they could do better. I, maybe their player bases are so low that's not a priority. I don't know. But um, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll other games I'm looking to get back to as well are uh, Valheim. Oh, yeah. Valheim. Still love Valheim. War Tales and yeah. Everspace 2. Yeah. <laughs> stuff keeps getting released and i'm like eh, you're pushing that back i know right see if so. i i keep thinking though of all the things you've mentioned for me it's starfield sea of stars it's a lot of stars in my list um, i was gonna say how to cater to scott yeah put star in the title put space shit in there um <laughs> what was the third one i was uh, i think i was the third one was probably space marine too but i but i'm with you that it's probably gonna get pushed so Anyway. I mean, I want it now, but like, yeah, it's probably getting pushed. So let's talk about the hot business this week, which that was quite a that was quite a detour we took, but to introduce Baldur's Gate three, uh, yeah. Baldur's Gate three BG three is now officially out on Steam and PC, uh, also on streaming services such as uh, GeForce Now and something else. Got it? I can't remember what. I like when they BOG. do that. Yeah, I can't remember. But whoever else got... Well, I know Epic got it, I think. Um, anyway, out on PC platforms. It is coming to PlayStation in about a month. So PS5 owners will have it, not PS4. There's no way this runs well on that. Uh, the Xbox version's still up in the air, whether that's coming now or later or soon or whatever. Um, but it's out and uh, sold a ton. They had their highest concurrent uh, of the year on Steam uh, yesterday with users flooding everything with Baldur's Gate 3. In fact, Steam kind of wobbled a little bit. We had some a couple of tech issues. They worked through it. But uh, it was a big success um, so far. I am four hours into this game, and here's what I did. I got in, and I thought the first thing I would do was make a character. But instead, I got all wound up in the existing crew that are pre-built in there, that are part of the story, depending on... You know, you can choose one of them, and that's you. And then the rest... You know, they act out as NPCs or, you know, cohorts or whatever. Uh, or you can make a character and then, you know, exist with these characters. I don't know if you make a character if one of the main ones die or something or just never gets introduced. I don't know how they do that because I'm not far enough to really say. But 
I really like this Will character and I got kind of like intrigued by his whole vibe and his, I like it. I've never played a warlock. I wanted to mess with that. Um, I just got kind of hooked on it. And before I knew it, I was four hours into the story with a pre-built character and never made my own dude. And, um, I realized that's a little strange considering how much I think all three of us like character creation. Uh, so I, I don't, I can't really explain myself there except you, you, you'll, you'll be back. Yeah, I'll be back. I'm not worried about that. I'll <laughs> you, definitely be back. I don't, I, I, my expectation is you may not last the full playthrough on this character considering how long it is Yeah, and considering what me and John are going through. I think you'll join us. Yeah. Hearing point. what you're going through has been interesting. In fact, I didn't even know about the penis vagina sliders until, um, all, all my friends who were playing the create a character thing found it. And then I was like, Oh, Okay. I guess that's a thing you can do. And I remember a year ago, the game was glitching and showing like boobies. And mm-hmm. the company was like, oh, it's a glitch. We're fixing it in the next thing. But it wasn't a glitch. They're all meant to have the naked for yeah. for all kinds of reasons. Yeah, this they're game meant horny. to only show you the naked when you agree to it, not <laughs> randomly. Right. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> there is an option in the beginning. You can turn as soon as you start the game, you can turn on nudity or not. Um, I, I'd love to know the stats on who who left it on. Uh, versus who didn't but um well, anyway it remains to be seen how graphic the sex scenes get but we know there there's some level of sex we know they're uh, the game's kind of horny we know this um we know that they have put <laughs> they've put some effort into relationships and uh you know you doing it with druid bear forms and junk like that so i guess we'll see um i am i'll tell you what i'm really impressed with all my all my hot CPU fan issues aside, what I'm impressed with the most here is the pacing and the tech matching the story progression uh, is impressive to me. And by that, I just mean like you'll go from a, a very up close and personal sort of cutscene immediately into gameplay and then right back out into a cutscene without any glitch or, or blip or anything. And I, I guess this is the modern age of SSDs. They in fact recommend you do an SSD for this install of 122 gigabytes. If you don't, you're going to run into some performance problems. They even have an option in the, in the settings menu that lets you say, I have a slower hard drive so that they can try to cater it. I don't know what that does, but it's supposed to cater it more to your slower drive. Um, it is just a really polished game uh, thus far. I haven't had any big glitches or anything. I did have a goblin kind of freak out and glitch out, but that you know didn't really make a difference because I already killed him. Um, there are this thing is so full of tieflings. I just don't. I mean, it's early. Four hours in is not very long, but man, the tieflings are all over this game. Just lots of tieflings. If you like those, you know, if you're into a, a, a lady with horns. Boy, howdy, does this game have ladies with horns? Uh, really good, though, so far. I think the dialogue trees are great. The acting's in, insanely good. I think the uh, characters are really interesting. I am going to romance the hell out of... Uh, oh, I forgot her name. Shadowheart. Shadowheart. The, uh, she's a cleric. She's part of the story in a big way. And it's not. I'm not just attracted to that weird cube she's carrying around. I want, I want to know more about this lady. And she know. is really uh, resistant I- but, I don't know. She's like the first girl you meet in the game. Like I, I you're, Scott you're, fell in love, love at first love sight. At first yeah. sight. <laughs> like this game's pretty long, and I'm pretty sure we're gonna meet some otherworldly, you know, hot ones. 
He hasn't uh, met the bear yet. He could turn it all around for well, the bear. I, I, I don't. Th- I think it's safe to say Scott's not going to go for the bear. Okay, <laughs> I'm not doing but, the bear. But but, no. but you know, there's <laughs> there are other planes of existence. It'd just be funny to see. I wonder after Scott's played for a bit if someone hasn't been like, yeah, Shadowheart, yeah. Yeah. Yesterday's news. <laughs> Maybe there's something about her though. I don't know what it is. She just speaks to me. She's it's my given, type. It's given, I mean, she is very pretty, uh, but it's it's definitely giving off like a oh girl vibes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair point, but it's for me. It's more than that. For me, it's part of, part of what is attractive. It's not it, honestly. It isn't even like a physical thing. It's a freaking video game. Yeah. It doesn't do that. It's to her me. voice. Scott her fell voice. in love with her voice. It's yeah, her voice. Her accent and her voice you're you're not wrong about that and then thirdly i think it's her um resistance to to everything like she's she's mysteriously resistant to everything she just and she won't tell me why she won't tell me what that little box is about she won't uh give me any real great personal information i try to have these little conversations with her how do you think we're doing so far or whatever oh, and she'll write back she goes oh she's, I can't so she's like She's mysterious. She's aloof. Mysterious, yeah. The yeah, only thing he aloof. knows about her is she's vaguely racist. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> she just, well, no, the Gith Yankee are bastards. Kind of, like they're hardcore. Yeah, yeah. they're they're sense. Klingons in this game, basically. Like there's gonna be a, a, a lot of that because I know the Drow are also pretty. Well, I, yes, and I forgave that, but then I met somebody else, and she was immediately like, "I'm." It's like okay, she's we're now two for two here, lady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah not, giving off, she's giving off uh, Ashley Williams vibes, kind what, of. Eh? Once you're fine, I meet somebody else, and you're like, trust them. Yep. <laughs> you're like, okay, well, maybe, yeah. maybe you're the problem. Yeah, well, it's that old. It's that old justified quote. If you meet an asshole in the morning, you met an asshole. If you meet assholes all day, you're the asshole. Yeah, there's like, a bit of that going on. You're not wrong about that. Um, but the game is very good about just immersion. I feel like immediately, uh, I don't know, it feels just catered to me like these games should. That's how Baldur's Gate always did back in the day. The one thing I will say is I this doesn't feel like, how do I say this? It feels like D&D 5th edition for sure, right? I feel like I'm playing a Dungeons and Dragons game, the combat, the the spell slots, the short rests, all this stuff is just, you know, immediately in your face and you recognize it. Um but it doesn't feel like a Baldur's Gate game, and I can't quite put my finger on it. And I don't mean this even in a negative way. I just think the Baldur's Gate games were more of a, I'm going to the tavern to talk to a dude, uh, and then we'll go see some adventuring out in the forest. It's like a lot more of the basic st- uh, um, stereotypes of D&D and tabletop RPGs. And this is not that. This is like you're in a giant freaking ship. To start it's following the, the Spider-Man, uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man thing, where let's not do an origin story again. Like, you know, because, no. like, usually hell is, like, your final act dungeon or place, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, no, here you are. Here's, like, crazy-ass mind We're going to start in hell. Here's yeah. hell. It's just, like, it's it's stuff that's supposed to be revealed as you get deeper and deeper into the mystery of an adventure. And mm-hmm. it, that's, that's I, I'm giving... Baldur's Gate, the shadow of a doubt, but it is one thing I sort of don't like about Forgotten Realms is that it's like dumping the entire Lego box out and playing with the Lego versus just building something specific, you know, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah, yeah. everything's in here, which I'm like, I'm on board, but like, that's definitely the Forgotten Realms vibe of just like, 
here's everything. Here, yeah, yeah. Here's the Gith Yankee. They're a planar race that you will never meet on your home planet until you become 15th level and start traveling the planes or something. And it's just like, nah, these guys are here now. You're learning about the Illithid and the Gith, Gith uh, history right away. Yeah, which, which I get, right? They want it. They want accessibility. They want, you know, they want D and D to feel less like you're around a table waiting for your turn and more dynamic than that. And, and and that's what, you know, video games are kind of, the original, the originals were that way too. They were like, they even had a real time combat system. You could pause and do some strategy, but it wasn't turn-based like this. Um, I will say this though, Larian loves setting shit on fire. Um, <laughs> yeah, that still happens. Good Lord. You're like, well, dip, dip your weapon into it. Oh well, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. In fact, I'd love it, but I forgot because a lot of this does feel <laughs> new and different than original sin too. It doesn't feel exactly the same, which is good. Yeah. By the way, this is an up, uptick for me in terms of points i'm giving it i didn't want to just walk in here and go oh they reskinned the game i already like but i don't want to do i don't want to pay another 70 bucks to play the same game i'll just go play that again it's not that it's it's really it really is uh, uh it feels new and fresh and even the combat feels new and fresh to me and of course the D trappings are there it's a very different combat system but I forgot how Larian is happy to make every bit of goo possibly kill you if you're stupid about it. And so it's like, oh, that dumped over? I'm sure that's not a problem. And then somebody fires off ice. Oh, ice interacts with this purple goo in a certain way to kill nearly all of us? Like, you just forget that Larian loves surface stuff. They love surface interaction and and environmental hazards and rough terrain, and boy, death, they loved rough terrain or hard terrain. Sudden death, like, so these games, like, make you want to click around a lot. Yeah. Because, you know, especially if you've been playing for a while, like, let me click. And then you rush through something, and then you get instant killed by something. Yeah. Yeah. That's especially my hardcore playthroughs of Divinity Original Sin 2. It's like, oh, let me open this box without verifying or being careful, and then it blows up my face and I die. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, splitting my party up or, or something, right? So I there's definitely that element in this where like you have to be careful walking around fire you have to path around the fire manually or mm-hmm. your guy just walk through it and take 50 percent health damage right, right i almost didn't get shadow heart on my team because she's trapped in that little terminal you know and it's like hey we're gonna get her out how are we gonna get her out and i was like trying to figure it out and i was like well maybe there's this like pod hanging near her chamber and i was like maybe if i break the pod It'll, you know, release something and it'll release her. And it dropped corrosive acid on the ground. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I won't step in that. But then when I did eventually free her, she animates out into the acid and starts losing HP. So I real quick talked to her so I would get locked in a dialogue with her. Yeah. Got her to join the party. Once the conversation was over, she collapsed. Yep. And I had to go revive her because she was now being killed by the poison. And then I had to switch to her and run her out of the poison because she also didn't want to follow the party. And I was like, oh, my gosh, guys, yeah. like, why'd you put this here? Is she even worth is she, is she even worth all this trouble? It's like, uh, yeah, I had a similar thing with her, although I got her out really quick. But same thing. I, I, I thought the interactable was the goo bottle that exploded purple schmear everywhere. But the interactable was a different console. And I didn't know I didn't know that. So I first blew that up and went, oh, no, 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 we don't. <laughs> Everyone, please don't step in that sort of attitude I had. Um, Did you guys other- make friends with the intellect of our? Uh, no, I 
can't remember no, how I he killed it. I think oh, I killed he joins it. you as a companion. You guys are nope. monsters. I didn't trust him. I didn't trust him. I killed him. I don't trust those well, guys. The only well, he, into, the only was, good intellect devourer is a dead intellect devourer. He, he, he was useful and helped me with all the combats, and then dies in the crash. So there was no negative drawback to hanging out. With well, the, damn, friend. It's just FYI. I if I don't know, I'll do games that like this are fun because you're like, how did things go differently? And it's like, well, I talked to. Him. So I'm playing a monk. Yeah. Which I probably you ha- change do you, it up. Wait, let me ask you something real quick though. Do you have a high intelligence? Uh, average, I think. I don't remember. Because <laughs> um, I think, well, I don't know. But like, what if your high int wizard is like, "I'll set you free," and just immediately leaps on your so, head because so you're I super was, smart? <laughs> so I'm playing a monk, and I'm deciding to be like kind of a a balanced good guy. So I went like I'm going non lethal. I don't take lives unless I absolutely have to. Yeah. And the intellect devourer was a creature, and it wasn't threatening. So I'm like, I'm not going to harm it, even though it's a monster. Yeah. And um, that uh, that um, are you talking about the one in that, the pod that gets converted through the process? Yeah, yeah the you one, can, you, the, no, no, one in the guy's head. There's a guy's head whose head is half. Oh, open that guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if you investigate, then you can see that it's in there snug, so you can carefully. Pop yeah, it out. I did, and then this. he becomes your friend, and then so, he fights for you. And he has lots of health. And does he always there. have no no ta- no crown to his head? It's always his brain hanging out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I should have done this. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I actually tried to do this, but he, um, I failed a roll and wrecked the brain. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> and I only failed it by a single point, and it wasn't even that high of a roll. I should have gotten it, and I just got bad roll. So. Uh, yeah. So what's nice? Yeah, if you get that. If you go for that after you get Shadowheart, then you, she has guidance, which will help on those rolls. But mm. anyways, it's I mean, but that's part of the fun is a dice rolled is a dice laid, um, and yeah. you kind of do that. But speaking of which, I do have a, a little bit of a clip to share with everyone oh, because let's see that I, I'm gonna I'm, I'll send you the link with the timestamp, and okay. you can just run it. All right. Um, but uh, um, I put it in Discord. All right. Um, I think that works. No, that doesn't have a stamp on it. Wait a second, Scott. Don't click that. No one. worries. I won't click it yet. You, uh, wanna, well, you don't want to accidentally open up Bo's in-depth review of all penises across the races of favorite. <laughs> yeah, I spent a lot of time on the penis on my stream. Yeah, um, of course. But anyways, that, that link there should be timestamped. It should take you to when you find a dying mind flare out in the crash. I'm sorry. And, uh, is this your guy with the little Speedo on? Yeah. Yeah, he's a monk. I took off all my clothes. I don't need. <laughs> I was like, "Why am I wearing this weird, these weird clothes?" So I've got like a He-Man bra and tight, like blue undies. He was like boots. Jamie Lannister turned into the Hulk. That's amazing. yeah. So he, I, my, the fiction around this guy is he's the blonde orc. Yeah. By the way, why has Warcraft never had a blonde orc? That would be really iconic. They they gave all the blonde. A, um, Anduin. Yeah, Anduin, and yeah. they could have made a blonde orc and had him be legendary. Full agree. But I made the blonde orc, Cassiopeian Oat-Haired, and um, <laughs> he's... And now, so this this poor creature's dying, and he needs to eat, and I'm a monk, and I'm passive, so I decide to feed him my brain. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that either. <laughs> yeah, so it, it might take a little long. You might want to skip ahead a tiny bit, maybe, just, you know, to see, but like... Instead of like killing it or denying it or fighting it, I'm like, I need to understand what he wants. And it's like, well, he's dying. He needs, he needs your uh, help. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe I do feed him some. Maybe I can give him a nibble of my brain. <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> and maybe it. something that, good will come out of this. I take back my question about your character's intelligence level. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and and then I was like, you know, so here I am. I'm going to feed him my brain. He's looking up at me, and I'm like, here you go. What are you doing? Says Gail. He's like, why by the way, feet? never putting- never trust a wizard named Gail, a man named Gail. I'm sorry. It's not even. I don't even mind if you call yourself Shirley. But there's something about Gale I don't trust. I still don't. I make kick him out. The, t- the teammates, the dicks, don't even stop me. They don't hold me back. They just watch me eat, get my brain eaten. Oh, yeah. Look and, at you. You're down. You're, uh, you're and, yeah, out. So I die. All the teammates die, except for Asterion, who I hid in the shadows. So that's why it wasn't a hard lock. I took one of my party members out to hide in the shadows. I'm like, so three people are dead, and all I've got left is the vampire elf chilling in the shadows. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I tried to res them. If you watch a little longer, uh, I tried to res them. I did res them. I got into combat, and you might want to skip ahead because this takes a, a lot of time. We don't need to watch it for 5,000 years. Right. But the net result is uh, the Mind Flayer just one shot at us all because he's level five. Oh gosh. And then I died. <laughs> wow. So I don't recommend feeding your brain, but this was like a hard lock. Like I picked options and died, you know, within the first uh, two hours of playing the game. You got to so. respect that. I respect that it exists. Yeah. You know, like it's super cool that the game will let you ruin your playthrough. You know, like you, you wanted to feed your brain to the mind flare. It was a bad idea. Uh, here you go. Here's yep. what you get from it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty super- cool the way he kills. It's pretty epic the way he kills us, though. I'm trying to get ahead. You're right. It is. Kind yeah, of far. yeah. It takes a bit of time. Um, All right. So yeah, the opportunity attacks are when it's going to happen. Okay. When oh, you just, pull away, just a touch back here. Yeah. Hang on. Okay. Looks like he's about to do it. Oh, your your silly clothes. Oh wait, you're him. about to reload. Hold on. Bingo's just trying to figure out when this goes bad. When am I loading back to? Yep, there it is. Yeah, (laughs) dead. So, so, um, I think it speaks to why, like, if people at home want to know why this game's 122 gigabytes, I think that's the answer. The game is so full of little things. Like, I had to restart at one point because I can't remember. Oh, no, I had to go back to a save that was so much earlier than I was at and I realized oh shoot I should have quick save before this fight I should have scum saved yes that's right I don't mind um, and I didn't and so I had to go back You're to a certain point game. and when I got all the way back there I was like you know what I'm going to I'm gonna not try to take her this is early I'm not going to try to take Shadowheart or whatever her name is um, her cube thing this time I'm just going to wake her up and see what the difference is whole different interaction than I would have had had I tried to steal it again or not try to steal it but just sneak a look at it and I think that's important for a game like this. I want this kind of to feel like it's unfolding in its own way every time. It'll make replay, you know, replaying it much funner. Um, so yeah, this is to me this is a huge selling point and the reason people should get this game in general. Yeah, I so. think your actions actually have meaningful consequences, and it's one of those choices matter games. Because yeah. after we got out of the ship, Shadowheart took a minute to st- talk to me and say, like, by the way, you didn't have to rescue me, and that that. Bitch, Gith Yankee was telling you not to, but you did it anyways. Yeah. So, uh, and I'll remember that. I hope to repay the favor. Yeah. And you're like, oh shit, maybe like in Act Three, you're about to die, and Shadowheart comes bursting out and goes, Scott, I love you, and saves you from the demon <laughs> thing. You know, like I forgive you for trying to take my cube. Yeah, exactly. Well, my run through now with the new save is me waking her up and helping her first before I even ask about the cube. So hopefully she'll remember that, you know, and I'll I'll be in better I, uh, shape. 
I've guilted myself into what I think is going to be starting over. Oh, really? I could I'm save Scummit. Sure. I, I could save Scummit, to be fair. I did check, and I, could, I can reload at the beginning. But I also know more now, and I kind of got a feel for the game, and I kind of want a fresh start. But I had an interaction with an owlbear that went real not good, and I didn't <laughs> feel good about it. And uh, I ended up feeling real awful about myself. Yeah. Like like a lot of D&D parties when it goes wrong and you just don't feel like a good human being. Oh, yeah. uh, I wound up there and I was like, maybe maybe I'll restart the game. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely a... have to play this more than once. Oh, like, hell yeah. So, it's that kind like, of game, right? You can't just do I it wanna, one time. I want to play like different characters to see how they go through. And like, Depending on how the multiplayer thing shakes out, but I've made seven characters so far. Jeez, like I, <laughs> I, I, I can't decide. Why when I streamed, we got I really liked the monk. I, I, chat room voted. I was thinking bard, but I wanted to save bard for a multiplayer game because that's obnoxious and worth a lot of laughs, you know. And then, and then I was like, but what if I was a ranger? Mm. And then I made a ranger. And then I'm like, mm, druid seems cool. And I made a druid. <laughs> and, um, mm, you know, I want to be a wizard. So I made a wizard. And, mm, I, you know, so <laughs> I made a barbarian. Um, and I made a bard. And I just, even before the show, that's why I was kind of late, was I was kind of lost in making that. Now I made a monsoon cabbage nice uh, style character who is a... I think what I'm going to play through is as a face rogue, so I don't do a lot of damage. It's just all social skills because he's sort of like a master manipulator kind of guy, right? Yeah. So I want to just be like persuasion, intimidation, deception checks, no combat. And I think that's kind of what I'm going to try to do. So, John, you did something I wanted to bring up before I forget um, because Bo reminded me of it, and that is he's making all these characters, right? Some may yeah. think going into this game that you're going to build a party of, say, five characters that now roll together, and that's the game, and you made every character you're rolling with. That's not how it works. You make a character or choose a pre-build, and then you go with these characters that are already in the game. You don't make your whole party. Yeah, it's maybe the one thing that I, I wish was different. I'm, I'm not 100% sure why they decided to go this route, because if you do play with other people... Um, it is a full custom party, so I don't see why they would like, even if they make it challenging to do where it's like, okay, well you have to be familiar enough with the game to achieve it. I do wish that they would let you make your own complete party. Cause I had aspirations of going through the game. You get a four person party. We had a four person party in our campaign. I was going to make Stanley hope Nash and Varel. And just try and adhere to our characters and just see how they did on this campaign together. Um, but they don't really do that. And there is I, a way to do it, though. Is um, there, is there a way? Because I tried to look and see and I saw some things that said, here's how you do it. But then I also saw some things that said they shut it down in during the beta. Oh. That's so, possible. But the way that I'm thinking is like um, when players. I've heard people talk about like um, players randomly joining people's parties because they didn't set their permissions mm -hmm. about your game because there's drop in drop out right like oh. I can drop into any of my friends games if I want I think it's possible to leave and your characters to stay so you could like oh you could have them in your it. save that would require your friends to help you but you could get it that way and I'm wondering if there isn't a way just to do that yourself with your own save files hmm. like 
like mm. to kind of maybe try to import somehow. They should there. just support it. Like I think there is an interest in it, and I I can kind of see why. And I I I'm mean, even though that's what I wanted to it, do right? going in. Mm-hmm. Um, I do see interacting with the other characters that they've put a lot of time and effort on these other characters and your interactions with them. Um, when you do take a long rest, usually in these types of games, long rest means fade to black, say that they slept and give everybody their spell slots and health yeah. back. Like that's, that's traditionally what it's been mm. in this. It takes you to a full on camp where you get yep. to talk with all the other characters and you get things to do and all of that. Um, there is a hireling system, which I haven't played with to see if you make them or if it just brings in people. Um, but anyway, they've put a lot of time into it. So I actually do think for a first playthrough playing with the characters they made is probably smart. But I would love to see Larian add an option to easily roll with a custom party, even solo, because I think that's just something that a lot of people will probably want to do. Mm. Um, And it's something I would want to do before I'm done with this game, although I do think that now that I'm going to start a new playthrough, I'm going to go through it more with the mindset of fresh eyes experiencing it as a new character, whereas originally I made Stanley Billings from our our campaign right and just rolled as him which was cool like it was neat to see him as he was like his stats were a little less (laughs) because it didn't roll for my stats but um like see him with the abilities he had at that level um going through the game and and it really does a good job of adhering to fifth edition and as somebody who spent a ton of time on D and D beyond making other characters and playing with it, like there's something so cool about the level up screen, going to these others, other characters and going, Oh, they're a cleric. I understand how clerics work. Yeah. I want this spell, this spell, this spell, this is what I want. Like I'm going in with knowledge. It's not like when I played divinity and every level was like, okay, I got to read and try and understand what all of these things are. Like I go in and go, oh no, I pretty much know how this works. Some things are different. It's not one-to-one, but in general, like it plays like fifth edition. And so when I made my bard, I was like, no, I know I want him to have this and this and this. No press the digitation, but that would probably be a hard skill to put in the game. No, and they also, people are are walking around so dirty in this game like you mentioned the the camping thing and i really liked that it was like my long rest meant something more and there was even things to loot in there um which i thought was cool so i ended up with gold that wasn't anyone's it was just in a box somewhere and it would just happen to be by our camp so i like this idea that that our rest our long rest is more than just a fade to black but while i was there a few things happened one i saw gail messing around with his mirror image and he irritated me I don't know what it is about wizards. They're just irritating to me. So he irritated me for a while and I don't trust him. And then he's got scoundrel vibes for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. I just don't trust him at all. Um, but then, um, I talked for, I I had some meaningful conversation with my lady, my lady friend that I like her cleric Mm -hmm. lady. And then, um, uh, was I going to say, uh, to your point, what was I going to say? I forgot. It was cool and I did it. And now I don't remember. And it was during that. <laughs> About how it's similar everything to was fifth dirty. edition. Oh, oh, yeah. Everything's dirty. Everything's yeah. dirty. So everybody in that place has not cleaned up at all from the fighting we've been doing. So there's blood on everyone's face, dried blood on their arms and dirt and grime and all this. <laughs> the first thing I did was, where's Stanley in his freaking prestidigitation gun <laughs> yeah. that he constantly yep. sh- shot all over us? But yeah. 
It's a cool. That's a cool feature. Oh, yeah, no I like that they did that. Eh? Yeah, I don't yeah think it's I'm in there. surprised because even though it would be a hard spell to implement for a game that does use ground effects, I feel like the ability to clean and like dirty, like I feel like it could be used. But well, not only that, the characters is a little like the characters are weird. dirty. Like I, I'm with you on like the ground stuff. There's oil and there's fire and there's ash and all this stuff. But also the characters show the the wear of dealing with all of that. You'd think. It wouldn't be that hard to add that. I don't know if people would yeah, want to have it in there. Click the button and phew, now everybody's clean. Yeah. I mean, there are, they obviously have to cut some, as much as this adheres to fifth edition, there are things they cut. And I would say this. Uses too. Here's, a, here's a warning to people who played Divinity Original Sin 2 and really enjoyed that game with its combat system and its action point system, specifically because if you've never played D&D, but you love that last game and you're like, oh, these guys made this. I'm back in because I love that game they just made. So I'll love this one. You might still, but, but it is a little jarring if you're used to the, the AP system in that game versus this, which is there's movement AP kind of, it's not really AP, but it's a distance thing. A little, little, right. You get a move, an action, a bonus action and reaction. Right. And you, so you have, you know, you're limited to your spell slots. You've got cantrips, but you've only got one action and maybe you have an ability to get a second action or there are bonus actions, but like it's, it's adherent to that system, not to Larian's custom system. And that may throw some people if you've never played D and D or don't know you're getting into that. I worry about that with some people a little bit. You know. By the way, uh, prestidigitation not only cleans, but it can soil. So you can actually make enemies dirty. Whoa. Yeah, dirty them yeah. up. I'm you glad you told us this now. Finger cause... at someone and they're covered in poo. Yeah. I John... do feel like I have it sometimes because if I click like a candle or something, I light it. But I think anybody can do that. But oh. I was like, oh, well, at least Stanley can still do that. Uh, here's something we didn't you, you, did, you didn't use it for. Not the, Sorry, I don't mean to say that like that, but just... It's because you can chill warm or flavor up to one cubic foot of non-living material. So you could have like spiced up food with your prestidigitation. Yeah. The flavor yeah. part. I was like, you can flavor things? Non-living material. Really? I did it a lot in yeah. the other game I was playing with Ben because we had a, uh, I think it was a paladin or a cleric that could create food. But the food yeah. always was tasteless. So I would use prestidigitation to flavor the food. Mm. Yeah, that's okay. awesome. You could have flavored uh, Nash's poo bucket or chest. <laughs> yeah, I could have. I could have warmed it up too. Yeah, actually, you could have chilled it to prevent it from smelling. As oh, much. see, um, oh, Stanley. Yeah, I what mean, you can do a lot with this, and I think they should have done. It. You can also instantaneously light or snuff out a candle, torch, or small campfire. So if you're like a dark vision guy and there's like a light with the enemies ahead, you could flick out the light on them and make them hard, make it harder for you. I don't know, man. It's kind of crazy. The spell's cool. not in the game. But I love prestidigitation. Yeah. It's one yeah, of my favorite awesome. spells. Yeah. But it is one of those spells that I always hear DMs not loving because people always want to make it more than a cantrip. Right. Like it's supposed to be pretty limited in what you can do with it, but people are like, that's it. It said I can chill, so I freeze the bomb. You know, like yeah. it's just immediately suddenly becomes well, way more powerful. It doesn't it freeze, trip. it chills. <laughs> like, yeah. It makes the temperature lower. Freezing is another thing. But yes, I, I have played with a over-prestidigitator as much as I overdid it, but mm, mine was usually yeah. just to make Nash clean because he was always dirty. <laughs> so damn gross all the time. Uh, yeah. 
Um, I but I do think the game has a really good handle on why those all these combinations of things we're talking about make for really interesting encounters in a video game. And I really like how it plays out so far. So again, I'm only four hours in, but the way the way combat's working, the way story's working, the way choices seem to be mattering, this feels like a special game. This feels like one that is not one to sleep on. Um, if you like RPGs, it's like a no brainer. You kind of have to play this in a, in a weird way. And I know there are people, there are players in our community who are like, I don't like D and D, so I'm probably not going to like this. You probably won't. You might like the story, but, and there is a mode for just focus on story. Although I've heard that that mode is a little difficult (laughs) even then. I mean, the middle of the road, I got in a fight with like against six bandits and I was like, all right, let's fight. And I died very quickly and easily. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got to be careful. I I can't just do whatever I want and hope it works out for the best. I got to use some tactics in this because it can go real bad real quick. Yeah, you can't you can't just spam basically. You can't just spam firebolts and win in that mode is what I understand. And I haven't messed with it. I've only tried middle of the road, but if you're, if you're thinking tactically and it takes time and you're like, well, wait, there's a barrel there full of oil. I could use that to screw these four people. That's my AOE chance right here. Then you can, and and there are ways to win all those fights, but boy, am I always hoping for a a rest. I am always bloodied and everyone's always effed up after we're done. And I never like the D and D experience though, right? Yeah. It's you are, not very strong in the beginning and you have to be innovative later on when you have 15 fireballs yeah then you can handle whole squads of people like i think it, i think that's where you get the the feeling that you've made progress in in D. yeah that's the, the quote-unquote power fantasy although i saw your tweet and your thread about that and you'd like that to well, go away you don't I want don't, that to, i don't like i don't like that term power fantasy yeah but, i don't know. either but you know what i mean like you, well, the, I mean, progress is fun. It's not a. It's not a power. I don't think of that as a power fantasy. That's true. What's the I word for this? There's power, a word. Power fantasy is like the buzzword you hear it a lot with Diablo, which just means like, oh. you feel like you're a god, like you can you can you know mow people down. But like, I just it's a fantasy, right? I, I mean, I feel pretty empowered in my life. I don't need a power fantasy. That's kind of why I hate it. Like I'm not. <laughs> And I just, I'm not. I'm looking for a challenge in a video game, and then I'm looking to figure out how to overcome the challenge, and then feel good about it. You know, using the tools. It's not a power fantasy. That's accomplishment. So it's a designer games with accomplishment in mind, not power fantasy. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. 
To me, also. power fantasy was always like, and you know, it depends. Anything can be misused, but like to me, power fantasy is if you're going to play a Transformers game, the power fantasies, you should feel like a big robot. If you play a Transformers game and it plays exactly like, I don't know, Mario, you don't feel big lumbering. You don't feel like one hit kills you immediately. Mm. You're like, well, I don't feel like a big robot. You know, you can't transform. That's not hitting the power fantasy of being a giant. I robot. guess it's just the fantasy in that page. No, I think that's just the fantasy. Yeah. I just drop power from that. Yeah. Like what you're talking about is when I play Red Dead Redemption, do I feel like a cowboy? Like it doesn't have to be power. It's just the fantasy. Like I think you're right. Yeah. I just think you drop power from that. I think power fantasy, because I've been hearing it a lot in the context of Diablo, which is like, can I clear the screen? I'm not happy unless I'm clearing the screen, or I'm not happy unless I'm, you know, feeling have big megaton things that trivialize essentially the the challenge. Plus, it has kind and, of a it has yeah. a dick aspect to it, where you're just you're a, you're a tyrant kind of. That I mean, that kind I mean, of power yeah, fantasy. it just implies like a power fantasy is like uh, BDSM when you're the dominant, you're having a fantasy of power because you're playing. Like it's, well, that's it's just how imp- I feel when I play Diablo. <laughs> I definitely want to be. The bottom. I definitely want to be the dominant. Yeah. No, I don't want to be the bottom. Just, no, I it's played just, season one. And I felt like a bottom. And I was like, yeah. I'm definitely in my you, head so you were, the top. You were a sorcerer, I take it. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, I was like, this isn't this isn't the contract I thought I was entering. Mm. But you know what I, I mean. Started it's, saying my safe word over and over again, and these demons kept coming. Yeah, it's corpo speak that I find leaks into a lot of dev talks, and I I just I, I really hate it. Because mm. I also hate that the word everyone all of a sudden knows the word bespoke. It's sort of the same thing. It's like I hate bespoke. I mean, I'm seeing it all the time, and I'm like, dude, I'm no annoyed. one was saying bespoke. No one knew that word six months ago, and now everyone's saying it just to look cool. And from what I gather, maybe I think if you're in United Kingdom, bespoke actually is a word you might use, but not in America, not in Canada, no. not in Australia. Yeah, I don't buy it when they do and it here. It just means custom, as far as I know. I think so. Just use the word custom. Yeah, just like, say custom. You're I just like trying that. to like be fancy. So, and in Canada's case, customs has taken the package from the U.S. and lost it, and now I must send another one. Yeah, no, not those customs. Oh. I mean, like like custom gotcha. trim work or something like that. No, I know what you mean. Or, but it, yeah, every please, time I, send, I don't want it to be called bespokes. Every time I send anything to Canada, like uh, something from our store to Canada, it always gets lost, I swear. Always. I don't know what's going on up there, you guys, with your... It's wild. They got mooses. Yeah. The the moose have failed. <laughs> the mice. <laughs> you gotta watch out. The meeses, mooses, whatever it is, plural. I guess just moose. Moosen. Moosen? <laughs> I like moosen. I got um, some you guys yeah. have any uh, wish list stuff? Because Larian's pretty good at supporting their games after and I feel like we probably have a few fans over at Larian who might be listening right now. Just Whoa, yeah, considering some of the inspiration hmm. for their game taken from our campaign. Hmm. But, okay. you know, so, you know. <laughs> subtle jab. <laughs> subtle <laughs> jab. You know what? He said it so nice, it. but like the no, guy no. was like, oh, thanks. And then he turned around. He's like, why is there a knife in my back? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't feel I don't feel that. I'm not that mad about it. I, I just, you know, I, I'm. I'm half expecting that Nash will show up somewhere in this campaign Mm. or some reference to him. I kind of hope that, and I'd be cool with that. You know, I I think overall I'm very happy with this game, but I feel like there's some inspiration definitely taken from TWBD and some of what I've seen. Mm. Uh, Not that I'm getting into it, and that's okay. We all get inspired from each other, and it's fine. Sure. But 
But yeah, I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Our you definitely there've been there's somebody there that's hurt our campaign for sure. And so you know, because we're talking about it, I have like I have I have demands. Yeah, I, I've about got the a game, wish unrelated. list. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's your wish list? I got then? a couple things. What do you want out of it? Uh, just a full-on character creator. First yeah, of all, this thing's a little limited in that way. Whether I, I don't want to yeah. start the campaign, I just want to make rosters. Since yeah. I'm making a lot of characters, I want a roster, please. Yeah, and um, I had another one, but I forgot. I'd so like was... more than three faces. <laughs> there's only like three face choices for each character. Like, there's little things like that. I think they could expand on some. You want just a little, a little more variety. Just a little bit. Nothing crazy. Yeah, well, but what you do know. you guys think about this? This is feedback I've heard a lot. Um, and I defend it, but I, I wouldn't say no to it. That the, your main character—I don't know if it's true—if you pick a pre-made. Actually, I want you to tell me, Scott. Okay. Uh, but when you do a custom character, your character is not voice acted. Oh, interesting. No, I have heard my character not all the time, not often, in, but in my dialogue. character does. My character does talk sometimes. So the pre-made, yeah, like, the pre-made's yeah. talk when you haven't selected them. But if I choose one to be that person. They don't talk during any of the dialogue conversations. They will say yeah. things out in the in the in the world, like Will, my character Will, will sometimes say, "Oh, what is this over here? I, we should probably investigate." And then a girl will say, "Yeah, that's right. Let's go over the hill and check it out, or whatever." So they'll talk, but when I am in a conversation like the cinematic style conversations and and dialogue trees, he doesn't make a peep, no words. So yeah. so yeah, that yeah. would be nice um, if some of and, that was spoken. And- like they need to put some more voices for th- what they're doing in there because I played a half orc, and all the voices are like, "Hello, there's a treasure chest down the hall," <laughs> or you know, "Hello, there's a treasure." I want like I want some medicine up in my shit. I want hello, like there's no growly orky guy. Like I want prototype stereotype archetypical orc voice, please. And there's not one for so. We need more player voices. I can tell you that right here's, off the bat. Here's his reaction when he heard it. They didn't have it. You imagine that shit? Okay, that's what he said. <laughs> well, no. I not, not that version of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm an orc. Hi, I'm an orc. I'm Chris Metz in the orc. How you doing? Uh, John, What's your? what would you say is your big wish list they could add well first i will piggyback off of Bo and say more character voice options specifically i i can't believe that this fantasy game opted not to have a southern gentleman voice option for my uh I, i don't know i know that like Maybe it was too obvious to have John? your character talk like oh, that. John, they need to bake in. Maybe you can do the voice lines. I'll do like, it. Put have a me... folder and say, like, here's uh, 56 Oh, ways. you mean just do it myself. It's just and AI just train Valerian it. And do it for free. Just AI train it. That's that. I mean, I, the one use of case for I AI that, that I actually like, and I'm no offense to any of my voice actor friends, especially... Uh, Liam, if you're listening, Care, careful, Scott. Um, but the, in games, though, if because you're not actually taking work away from a voice actor for a character that otherwise isn't saying anything, these these systems are strong enough that I could say 30 seconds of dialogue, put it into the game. That would be enough for it to train a voice, and then everything my character said would be in that voice, and it would be dynamically like you could do that tomorrow. It wouldn't be a big deal. In fact, if I, I would say if this game was in early development and we were still five years away from it, we would see something like that. And here's my guess. I mean, I pay a few bucks for a lean voice back. Well, yeah, I'd pay for that too, but yeah. 
If Liam I mean, wants I like to be the my AI idea, but I don't, I don't, you know. If you want it to be your voice, I'm saying your own voice, you know. But yeah, no, I, I like the idea where I go to Larian and I say, "Guys, you're missing a Stanley Billings voice. This is what it sounds like. Put me in the booth and I'll read it." Hey, uh, there will be Dungeons Voice Pack DLC. We'll do player character lines. Yeah. Five bucks, you get Hope, Varel. <laughs> the opening uh, scene, the Mind Flayer, all of a sudden a little gnome comes in and just goes, Captain, we're under Captain, attack! Yeah, we'll do, we'll do, I'll, I'll deliver my gnome, I'll deliver my monsoon cabbage. Yep. Uh, and who who else is iconic that I do? John's got to do Dianetalus, he's the better Dianetalus, but... Um, yeah. Well, uh, Omnom. We need Omnom. Dip-tac. You guys really like Diptac. Diptac. Diptac was great. <laughs> Walnut was good. Walnut was, was the great. Normal voice. Yeah. But- Captain. Whoops, that's that one. Where's Doug? Captain. Back to Pokemon Go. That's not it. I can't find it. But somewhere in here, I have that one where you do the, the uh, Walnut. <laughs> if you need anything, just say Walnut. <laughs> if you need me, just say. Yeah, I love that. And my brain is like, oh fuck. No, that's not it. That's definitely not it. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah more voice options. I agree. I I do think it genuinely. Jokes aside, I do I like that too. But jokes aside, I do want to see the ability to make a four person custom party. Yep. Uh, you know, somehow for solo play, not just for multiplayer, and uh, specifically to my own interests, I think you should add the College of Glamour. And maybe even the College of Eloquence to the Bard. Oh. Uh, College of Glamour, the one I went with for Stanley, and College of Eloquence, the one that got added after Stanley that's eerily similar to the premise of Stanley. Yep. You put 64 subclasses in, but you should put more. <laughs> mm. Yeah, put two more. They, just those two. Just, just, just those the two I care about. Not a problem. You worry about other people later, but for now, cater to me. I would, uh, I would pile on to both of your suggestions. I think those are both excellent. My third thing I would add is, uh, I want a full scenario designer thing. They kind of did it with original sin too, but like a comprehensive go in there, make a scenario, build out a bunch of dialogue. And if you don't have characters that can speak it, uh, you can only choose from the trees and that's the dialogue or whatever. I don't care, but just something where it isn't just this campaign forever. There will be ones that you can go download that people have made. I don't know if it's steam workshop support or where you put these, but give people the ability to generate content. For yeah. I'm actually going to one up you there. Cause I've been thinking a lot about this on my downtime in the, in the days leading up to this, but considering how much effort they spent on this thing, they should, this should be a licensable, engine like you know how bioware had the engine made multiple games with it like i think they're probably just going to make divinity in five years oh they are i i would love to see what they've done here you know like maybe some tools or something like that open source and let's get some other products in here let's do their i'm leaving my job soon maybe i'll make that there will be dungeons rpg i don't know like "Mm." do it Mm, this like, game you know, so this game uses pre-built stuff like just yeah this uses what they called it's their own custom engine called the divinity engine they could license it i mean it's up it'd be up to them right but also when I mean, you, you know like yeah yeah when you invest a ton in your own engine though I, my my experience at least seems to be that they will hold on to it for dear life and it's the unreals and the id tech fours and stuff that maybe not open source but maybe like to a few partners who can also 
develop for the engine. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. It's kind of what you're saying. You're like saying like, give me RPG maker tools, like you know, like some games do, and that's awesome. I like that. Yeah. But there's a part of me that's like, you know, I don't want to like if I was to. It'd be fun to make an RPG, and the five E rules are already in there. Like I could, we could use literally every mod, like everything in there, and just cobble together another game from a lot of the existing assets. You sure. Know? To me, it's like the Neverwinter Nights game that Bioware made. They were trying to build what was essentially a DM yeah, thing, yeah. and I and it's never no one's ever quite nailed that. Um, that that other one that we played recently, what's that one called? The Five E open source one. Solasta. Solasta has. They're up to three campaigns now. Yeah, they got three campaigns still in early access, but they've got this this creator thing that just gets more robust all the time. The assets, the stuff they keep including, triggers and you know uh, event. I think they're done. I think they're moving on to a new project soon. Actually, are they? Okay. Um, but yeah, they they've tried so. and they've done a pretty good job. But like what I'm saying is, it's kind of a holy grail that nobody's really figured out how to make a scenario creator in a game that's easy ish for people to get into and then have a really dynamic experience poop out of it i wish somebody could could do that you know so you could just yeah, basically i guess you could say well then just play D. i understand but i like you know the sound work one of the things we haven't talked about the sound work in this game aside from voices and they're good too but is is really good it's meaty and beefy and they match the effects and the environmental sounds are awesome and the music's really good and like I want that. Exp- I want those kinds of things in my scenario creator that we never. Yeah, get. no, for sure. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I absolutely agree. I yep. mean, I'm I'm kind of hoping that's the direction we go. I think there's a good chance we're definitely going to get. I think they're going to do an X pack, right? Well, maybe I don't know. Larian's not known for it, but every Baldur's Gate's had an X pack. Oh, have they? I, I, I guess I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. There's a lot. I think they poured everything a kitchen sink in here, but there's still a part of me that's like, I mean, Wizards would definitely be behind it. So sure, I don't know. Well, it's going to sell like, a metric shit ton of these, so I think they're going to have the money to do that if it, they want to. It's not like an X pack. The scope might be a little different. Maybe they split into two teams. That that company's grown quite a bit. So yeah. who knows? Yeah. Um, but uh, it's still early to be thinking about stuff like that. But I could see it. I just. Yeah, I'm still like, if I was going to say one downside to this game that I'm trying to figure out is how dauntingly big it is. Like, every time I sit down to play it, there's a point yesterday where I was like, I've got 30 minutes to play. And I was like, what the hell am I going to do in 30 minutes in this game? Like, it's not enough time. And I've actually had more points with this game where I've gone, I could play for a little bit. Oh, I can't. That's too much. I don't have enough time and like stepped away from it because it was too big and too scary and too daunting. Um, this game is is huge uh, in a good way. Like, but I just yeah, kind of want to immerse myself in it and finding time to immerse myself in a game is really, really hard right now. Mm, uh, have, so, yeah, they have publicly said no X-Pack and chat room reminded me of that. But I mean, Supergiant wasn't going to do a Hades sequel. And now we have Hades, too. And this is also a wizard's property. So even if Larian's like, we're out, I'm sure Wizards gonna be like, Can we make more money? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> like we'll find a team B to help, you know, an obsidian style developer who'll make you know who'll who are probably big fans of the game and will make the X Pack for you or Baldur's Gate four, 
or Icewind Dale 2. Or oh, something like shit. That. I would love an Icewind Dale 2. Well, I guess there was That's a what I mean, like They made Icewind yeah, Dale. Yeah, I'm sorry. Too. I want a three, I guess. So, yeah, three. Icewind Dale sorry. 3. You're right. My bad. But, like, what it, like enough work was poured into this thing, like, that they could, should just easily hammer out some 5e games and not need. There's a lot of problems already solved, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I think you could spit out more than one adventure, and I'm sure Wizards is thinking about it, if not Larry. I would so. take a Wizard, or I would take a um, Divinity Three, though, like in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, know. no, I'd almost rather that because I know if Larian keeps working on D and D, we're not going to get more Divinity, and I love Divinity. And what, like you said, like I think one of the comments you made about combat is true. It's like it's very lethal because D and D is just hit points, right? But I actually really liked the armor. I like the combat system. It's yeah. very puzzly. Yeah. And and I don't think we're going to get that with Baldur's Gate 3, and I'm okay with that. But I'd be sad if I didn't get another combat system like Divinity, Original yeah. Sin 2. Yeah, Divinity's got a really cool so. combat system. Um, well, there you go, everybody. Our, our extensive thoughts. And we'll have more as we go on because we're going to be playing this for a long time, I think. But um, this game is rad so far. Um, and so far living up to the hype for me. I mean, overall, I, I four hours yeah, is not enough like to I, get. I barely played it. It's incredible, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. It's that, yeah. like you guys say, it is daunting. Like part of me is like, well, I've only, four, you could, at the same time, these two things are true. I'm only four hours in, I could start over. And also I'm four hours in, I don't want to start over. You know, it's exactly. like both things are true. It's like, I know how big this is going to be. And I know this isn't going to be my last run. And I, I want to do, you know, some co-op, see how that works, like all those things. But uh, just so far, I'm just really impressed with it. Those guys know how to make a cool game. Uh, I also played, so here's the other thing I played. I played the first episode of The Expanse, a Telltale series. And uh, uh, big thanks to Telltale for the code they sent me. I was a little bummed that this thing was only an hour or so long. Oh, yeah, John's supposed to say, they know John. there are three people on the show. I, I mean, I just, you know, considering I've played so many Telltale games, I just hope that they would know that there were three people. Yeah, they're supposed the to be show. tracking you after all your, your dedication. Yeah, I mean, I'm an advocate for Tales of the Borderlands, which was really amazing. Scott didn't even play that one. He just watched me play that. It was great watch, too. I really enjoyed that. I think Tales of the Borderlands is so good. It actually kind of ruined future Borderlands for me because they tried to capitalize on it yep. and frigging Gearbox didn't know what to do with all those characters and just ruined them they all. Ruined so I just it. got extra mad. Yep, I agree. But, man, Tales from the Borderlands is so good. The Batman games are so good. Mm-hmm. One of the most interesting takes on the Joker I've ever seen. Yep. Uh, I, lo- I love Telltale games. Hi, I'm also on the show. Yeah, he's off. John could like a, would like a code next time, please. <laughs> Um, I played this, uh, entirely in one sitting because really it literally is only an hour for the first episode. Second episode doesn't come out for another week or something. Um, their, their, their commitment is every two weeks, they said to get the entire series out. A lot of the review sites have got the first three episodes reviewed and they're all pretty glowing. I think that, uh, even just the one episode is extremely good. It captures the sensibilities of, um, that universe really well. And the character drummer is already was one of my favorites, if not my favorite from the show. Uh, this is her. It's entirely focused around her and it is the actress Kara Gee or G. I never know how to say her last name, uh, doing her work and she's amazing in it. Uh, a few other recognizable names. They've swapped out some people that 
uh, were, are just too big to be in here again. Like Anderson Dawes is played by a different voice actor. It's fine. Um, I, I do miss Jared Harris, but that guy's yeah, in big demand. He's pretty so. iconic in that role, too, as Anderson Dawes. Yeah, kind of hard to to replicate, but it's fine. Um, and you don't see him. I've only heard him over a as radio. A prequel or sequel to the TV This show? is su- supposed to be... Um, somebody was saying it was three years after the events of the show, but I've... I don't think that's true. I haven't gone to confirm this, so it'd probably be easy, quick Google, and I just haven't done it. But it feels like there's stuff going on with people that the way she's talking about them, they're, they're, it's too early to have these conversations. Like these conversations mean much more if it was really after the show. So I actually think it might not be. So I'm not sure, I guess is the answer. Um, mm. Really compelling though, so far. And uh, intense, lots of swears. They're not holding back on the like, you know, not gore, but like, you know, you know how that show was. It's like, hey, if someone's got a head chopped off, we're going to show it. Here it no, is. Space is harsh. It's harsh. It's like frontier living. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, I think it's really good. I'm I'm super happy with it so far. And I, I'm really looking forward to the rest of the series coming out. And uh, it does it does kind of make me want to wait for them all because I don't want to just do an hour each. But. I'm yeah, prob- that's why I'm ultimately waiting because I'm like, I know I'm going to like it. It's it, hearing good things, and then it's going to hurt. Yeah, so much to have to wait. It's good though. And speaking of decisions that seem to matter, they feel very meaty. Uh, these decisions, I guess, I'll have to wait and see how how it goes. But like all Telltale games, at the end, it says the percentage of people who chose this over this are this, and mm. you, know, you know, these many people killed so and so, and these many people let them live or whatever. They have that at the end of each episode. And um, it's good. It's real good. And oh, I got I got a takedown notice on YouTube, although it's back up now. But I have to share revenue um, because my stream playthrough uh, they claimed a, a copyright strike for the theme to the Expanse, which is in here, of course. So I would just like to say oh. one more time to the world: if you're going to have a game with music in it, and you know the world wants you to stream it, in fact, you sent me a code so I would stream it. You got to work with YouTube and Twitch and everybody to understand that yes, you have the you have this theme in the game. I wonder if there's anything in the terms that, of the game that allow you to do it. Like I know Blizzard had language in there one time because I got claimed and then I supplied it. And then it well, someone needs to tell the robots at YouTube that 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 they have the rights because it was so stupid. But anyway, they did. They took it down. Now it's back up. Part of the claim they they let that part go. They demonetize my me, but that's fine. I, I'm I just think it's that's so dumb the way this stuff works. Because yeah. who cares? It's freaking it's it's a video game with this music in it. What do you think? I mean, people are gonna you think people are gonna line up on their phones and go, all right, I'm gonna record this off this YouTube thing over my speakers. Now I've got the expanse theme for free. Like, what are you even doing? It's so dumb. It's, so it's dumb. Like, I just get mad. Every time I go down this rabbit hole, I literally had a conversation with my wife where I was talking about it, and she just turned around and walked away because she just knew it was not going to stop anytime soon. I was just like, they're so dumb. It's just this archaic way that they can keep their jobs because they don't have any talent because the future got moved on from the music industry. So now it's just a bunch of lawyers trying to keep themselves and their progeny, and and, and she just walked away. She's like, John. You know what? She made the right choice. I just get so mad about it. It's like, heaven forbid more people encounter your music. Like, we live in an era where people don't listen to the radio as much. Like, 
you're at the whims of Spotify and suggested and Apple music and stuff like that. Like you should be taking every opportunity to have your music featured on any Avenue that it possibly can be. And instead you're bottling it up and hoarding it like a dragon. Just stop, mm-hmm. just stop and let the music exist out there. Yeah, oh my gosh. It's I know dumb. it's so dumb. And I was reminded of how dumb it is. Anyway, it's really good. I, I would, I would put a big fat recommendation on this game. Um, I also played a game on PlayStation plus because I've been exploring that since I'm subscribed again. And I just kind of want to see what's all on there. Uh, PlayStation plus extra, I should say. And the game I played a bunch of, uh, time or spent a bunch of time with is a game called monster boy and the cursed kingdom. I was in the mood for a kind of a, I don't know, Metroidvania side scrolling platformer, just in the mood. And if you are familiar with uh, Wonder Boy, the series of games starting in like 86, they're really old. Or is that is that old? Hold on. Wonder Boy came 86. out. What's the first year? Yep, 86. April of 86. The very first game was an arcade game called Wonder oh, Boy. Man. It was a Sega game developed by West Tone Bit Entertainment. Um, anyway, no one knows who they are now. This game ended up being... Uh, launched on Master System, Genesis, that kind of stuff. And then there was a ton of sequels uh, for all these years. There was, there's been Wonder Game Boy or games since then on various platforms for as far back as 1986. And this is the latest in that series of games called, and this one's called Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. There are also other Monster Boy games, but they're all in the same world. Anyway, this actually came out in 2018. I had never, I hadn't heard of this release. I'd heard of the older games. And um, we were going to cover some of that stuff on Play Retro. And I thought, well, I'm going to see what this new thing's about. This game is rad. It is really fun. They basically, more Metroidvania uh, and less just simple platforming. So there's tons of like Metroidvania ideas in here. Um, All kinds of weapons and gear upgrades and all kinds of stuff like that. And uh, side-scrolling goodness. It's animated really cool. Um, Story's funny. The characters say funny shit. I don't know if that's the translation or what, but it's really good. And uh, they're not, it's not anime bullshit the way I would say sometimes, you know, like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, anyway. I like was, the way they do their water. I need to I need to ask them how they did that. And it did. Cool. Super, I like the look of lake it. Run. I, want a, I want it like a, a line like that. Sure, why not? Yeah, it has a nice look to it. It's colorful, bright, great sound effects and stuff. Um, it is challenging, but not too challenging. It just feels like the right amount of that stuff. When it was released, it reviewed pretty well. It was originally on the Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And they all had, uh, you know, 80 to 95 is kind of the general range of, of scores. Uh, which I think is is about how this feels. It feels like a good one of those. And um, yeah, I, I if you have plus, there's no reason not to play this. If you just got a little bit of a hankering for some, a little bit of old school platforming and a little bit of new school ideas, it's all kind of in here. Uh, you see him jumping over all this water and an old game. This would just be a place to avoid and jump on the platforms. But in this game, you acquire a set of steel boots that let you sink to the bottom of the ocean and then there's all kinds of new shit to do down there. Um, so a lot of, a lot of that's some of the Metroidvania stuff that comes into it. Just a lot of like, not backtracking per se, but like I'm already in the area that I want to explore. And oh, I got these boots now. Now I can switch to those boots anytime I want for the rest of the game. And anything that involves going underwater, I now have the ability to do it. 
Um, just a little surprise. Didn't expect it. Didn't know it was going to be anything. I had no real expectations other than I used to be a big Wonder Boy fan, and uh, this did not disappoint. And that is available on PlayStation Plus right now. Very cool. Yeah, I like it. Uh, John, let's get to the frog wrestling update for the week. Yeah, let's tie it back into D&D here because uh, we did a crossover this week. Uh, It was supposed to be free purview number two. Uh, but I needed more time. So this week we crossed over frog wrestling with There Will Be Dungeons. And uh, we had myself fight Stanley Billings. Scott, you fought Nash Maggard of the Solar Mines. Kyle fought Varel. Kristen fought Hope. And Bo fought Diane Talis. Because uh, we had to have our DM fight somebody. So uh, we threw him in there too. Right. And uh, it was a good time. Boy, those D&D characters are pretty tough. <laughs> um, they really they really did a number on us. The only one who was able to beat his D&D avatar uh, and beat him insanely easily was actually you. You crushed poor Nash Magar. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, Damn, you're a wrestling phenom, Scott. <laughs> in, in what, what was the shortest match I think we've maybe ever had? Um, a match so quick that when they gave the rating at the end of the match, it just said bad. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's not good. The, the, the so, crowd was probably uh, not happy about that. So I guess that. Nash is not that good at wrestling. No, uh, no, no, uh, what is it? What did you call it? The secret pocket? No well, he's pocket only got, he's, he's only got one eye. Nature's pocket. Nature's he's got, pocket. he's got one working eye. Uh, what else he got going for him? I mean, that's it, really. He's done. He's also, oddly enough, the only person whose D&D character was shorter than they are in real life. Oh, my gosh, really? Like, Everybody else's D&D character is taller than them. Like, even Kyle, for as tall as Kyle is. I mean, Varel's a giant lizard, so yeah. Varel towers over him. But, yeah. um, you know, like, <laughs> I was I was shocked. I was like, oh, right, Scott's taller than Nash. Mm-hmm. So Nash comes out, and he's just kind of this wiry little guy <laughs> by comparison. Yeah. And then I set it up as a table match where, you know, whoever's the first person to put someone through a table is the winner. And they went right outside by the tables. Nash had a moment, but he threw Scott in the wrong direction, a real Nash move. Mm. And then Scott got up, hit him like twice and put him through a table almost immediately. So (laughs) I think he did a pretty good job getting Varel down, given the tools you had to work with. Like, yeah, he's definitely a nerfed Varel. He had to be muzzled because he can't bite. uh, Also, because the game doesn't have lizard heads. Uh, he had to be without a tail because otherwise, like, we cut it off so he could be pinned. Uh, also, because the game doesn't have lizard tails. Yeah. Uh, he had to have the eye of Grosjil covered so he couldn't take advantage of that. Uh, also, because they didn't have <laughs> naked lizards as a uh, body option. Yeah. Um, so a lot of a lot of custom things had to be done for uh, old Varel here, but you know. Given the tools and the insane amount of time that it took, I'm pretty pleased with what I came up with. You know, like the little muzzle for Varel does give a slight hint that maybe the jaw is elongated a bit. Yep. I, I think it ultimately works as well as it can. Um, the skin, yeah. the, the tights you use, they look like scales. That's pretty good. You know, it's not yeah, bad. Got big old lizard feet. You know, he's got claws. It's a little hard to see, but he does have claws. So, you know, it's 
it's there in places, but uh, it was a long time that I spent trying to find some way to make Varel work. It was one of those things that I thought was going to be impossible. It's amazing. Uh, you say you had no time to do what you had planned. Uh, how'd you have time for this? You just went nuts. With well, so I did this. Uh, this is what I did instead of going to FanFest. Oh, right. That's oh, right. so while you're in pain from the earache. While I yeah. was watching FanFest and just sitting quietly sad in a room, I made the There Will Be Dungeons characters. That's what I did. Um, this is uh, Kristen's Man, intro, so you have to... Hope's a little further is, to get the hope. Yeah. Hope's entrance was amazing. Let me get back a little bit. I went too far. Uh, there we go. Yeah, the 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 Kristen entrance is one of the longest entrances in the history of, of all wrestling ever. It is insanely long. Yeah. Yes, it's it's like over five minutes. I yeah. think just to get her to the ring. Oh my gosh, Dying Hope Palace is on a, isn't much better. What but, is she in a tank? What is this? Yeah, Hope comes out in a tank. Oh, that's perfect. Look at her metal arm. Yeah. She's got the horns. What else do you need? This is perfect. Wow. I mean, I, iconic. For you sure, might, for she hope. might be the best of this group that I've seen. This looks just the that, That's how I know that was hope. If I, you hadn't even been working on this, I'd say, I'd say, John quick, this wrestling game stole a hopes design. Can you believe it? <laughs> that's crazy. Very yeah. cool. I, I think you should go forward and see Nash too. Like he's uh he's gnarly. I made him real gangly. I was gonna give him like a full robe, and then I just sort of really liked the fact that you could see his little mummy body and all of that. Also, surprisingly hard to get him uh all covered in bandages and whatnot. You know. Oh, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I saw pictures of this, but I had seen it moving because I I couldn't watch Saturday, but did, were you able to re- reproduce anything with the eye? Give him a red eye or no? He does have a red eye. You'll see it as he gets further into the intro and you can see up the cloak a little <laughs> bit better. It is technically the wrong eye, but um, I just, I, I liked it. I love how he gets on the thing. He's just gross. He's, this is perfect. He's just gross and weird. I gave him just gross skin and nasty bandages and... Amazing. Uh, it's shocking how close it is that you have the assets to make it. Yeah, this tool is these Even tools are nuts. Like it's kind of nuts. Yeah. Baldur's Gate, make make give us give us character creation yeah, like take this. Notes. Jeez, Larian's like we work so hard in this game, it took forever. <laughs> Meanwhile, WWE's like we have everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we have all the appearances. But my once again, everyone's favorite guy to hate in the game, Mr. Mr. Gene Shorts himself over here. <laughs> yeah, Continuing to not endear himself to anybody, yep. had to had to go and win again. You yeah. know, wow, Nash is really skinny, by the way. Holy <laughs> smoke! <laughs> he has no right. He has no business being in a wrestling ring with legs like that. Yeah, skip yeah. legs day or leg day every day. Well, it just really, I guess there's no baby arm. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was one thing. If I could have done the baby arm, I would have done the baby arm, but I just. There's no way to attach. You're that. barely making a dent. You're <laughs> proper Nash, like low roll Nash. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> he's failing every. He's failing every roll here. This is all bad. Is, is he about to lose? You said this was the fastest match ever. I'm assuming. It, I mean, it still goes table. a little bit. Nash will have a brief window of offense, and then Scott wins it. If you, I mean, if you skip forward a couple seconds, you're going to be near the end. So. I think I'm almost. 
Oh, it's it. Uh, I didn't know how this game worked with health. It looks like you gain some back when you get some advantage or you start winning a little, you get some health back. Is that how it works? Yeah, it doesn't operate on like a traditional health system. It has like a stamina meter. Yeah. And when you deplete it all the way to the red, then you start getting into like permanent loss of health, like a, a lack of total stamina, but it does refill and, and move up and down so that there can be momentum and comebacks and all of that. <laughs> so yeah, like it's over. <laughs> Scott just picks him up, puts him through a table and it's over. Wow. <laughs> we watched the whole match over the course of this conversation. Yeah, Nash, it was again, so short. Nash, he had five opportunities to throw him through the table and didn't do I it. I know. And uh, just before we move on, it is worth going ahead and seeing Dian Talus. He is a, oh, yeah. a perfect sexy elf warrior evil bad guy i really yeah, you, you nailed that I, one too i had a early version of dying talus that i absolutely was not a hundred percent about but uh then I, I i put it out there i was like eh, it's good enough it'll be it'll be fine and then i i gave him a fishnet shirt and i was like oh no it could be better and uh, oh he's cool we i like this yeah, look at him. You get, you'll catch up to you guys in a sec. But look at him. He's like a... Uh, he's scary, dude. Yeah, someone, someone at WWE better be making notes. We've just like... John has made them so many iconic new characters that didn't exist that they could add to the real TV show. It's I think you've sold games, too. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how we reach out to 2K, but they need to be paying attention to this bullshit because it's great. Look at him. Oh, my god! But gosh. like all these TWBD are like clearly good wrestler ideas. Dude, he's awesome. Who won this yeah, one? He, did he beat Bo or no? No, Bo beat him. And the cool oh. thing is, storyline-wise, is Bo beat him by doing the same dirty trick that Brian Ibbett did to beat Bo the previous week. <laughs> so clearly Bo has learned. Because last week, Bo and Brian Ibbett fought to see who would be uh, going after the Dragon Beef title. Yeah. And Bo and Brian Ibbett fought outside to a count out. Uh, and Brian Ibbett knocked out Bo just enough to get inside and get Bo counted out of the ring and yeah. disqualified. <laughs> and then this week, Bo did the exact same thing to Diane Talis. Got him outside of the ring, got a count high, and then dove back in the ring at so the last minute. Are you saying the video game AI is getting smarter? <laughs> I, I don't know, but it was like really good from a narrative perspective to be able to say, oh my gosh, look at Bo learning the dirty tricks. Wow. Uh, in order to make this happen. Um, yeah, he just leaves. Oh, he just leaves poor Diane Talis high and dry up against the barricade and gets back in. So, oh, look at all these you people. know, you don't cross the DM. Like, no. that's just good advice. Diane Talis tried to cross the DM and he paid for it. Especially if he's wearing it. big old VR goggles. You, you think know, it's with, you, the, with an anime emoji? Yeah. On yeah. <laughs> well, I'm out of core, so I'm not advertising for the show anymore. Yeah, no uh, more yeah, advertisements because he got right. kicked out. Oh, what a mess that is. Well, that's great, as usual. Um, if you guys haven't seen any of this stuff yet or you want to catch up on this week, go to Craftless Rogue's YouTube channel, and you will see uh, all of it. Lots of comments and stuff. People are loving this, dude. Yeah. It's, well, I wanted to know if people wanted the There Will Be Dungeons characters to stick around because while I made them in the same way and style that I made any of the characters, like... We are going a little supernatural here and just make sure people still dig it and almost universally people have. So oh, yeah. I think yeah, they'll be funny. sticking around. Yeah. It's funny that there's serious conversations about this. Like one guy in your comments is like, 
I personally would like to see TWBD as special occasion characters, but not on the normal roster. Right. Yeah. They're, they're cool perfect and fun for that. though, so it's not a deal breaker if they're in regular. They're rotation, perfect for like, that though. Like, but, they, but he's like, mm, I don't know if I can watch. If you, you know, you're, you're kind of getting that commentary of like, oh, not agree agreeing with your design decisions here. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah. necessarily. <laughs> it's yeah. just funny. I love it's it. It's good. That's I love good. it. Awesome. Uh, you also f- beat Remnant 2. I think you're the only one that's played Remnant 2 yet of the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, Out of everybody, the but, only one. Yeah, of the, the, only of the three one, of us. The only one who played. Obviously, the rest of the world is super into this game, too. But um, yeah, I've hovered over this game so much and then didn't ultimately. But you beat it. You're done, right? Well, I, I beat it. <laughs> I got to the end. Uh, this game, like... I've talked about this game having DNA from many different games and probably the thing it seems to be borrowing the most from Diablo is that like I beat it. Now I just want to keep going, keep getting more powerful and see what else there is to see and play through the campaign again Uh, because everything is so random. Your second playthrough of the campaign can be very different. I mean, it even gets to a point where I had one boss where I had three different people telling me that they should be ruling the kingdom and I could kill all three of them. And I kind of had to pick and I didn't really think that much about it on who I sided with. I just like the first guy was like, Hey, give me money. And I was like, no, (laughs) I killed him. And then the other person was like, Hey, you know, I, I rule this place, but there is another guy. You should go kill him. And I was like, Ah, uh, that seems like a lot of work. I'm here talking to you now, so I'll just fight you instead. Mm. And so by default, I got to the last guy and he's like, Thank you. <laughs> I was like, Well, I didn't really I didn't really make a conscious decision on this. Um, but I can see like this game has so many cool secrets and like weird hidden things. The stuff that you're showing up on the clip right now, like I find this weird item, I never found out what to do with this. Like, there's just so many cool hidden secrets. and The Seeker's this, Key, that was called. I guess you'll find out later on another run what you do with it or something. I, I don't know. I could. I, I missed it. Hmm. But there's, like, just so many cool weapons and, and locations and things that are just totally different from run to run. There was a boss I absolutely hated hmm. uh, on my first playthrough that when I, when I did my second full playthrough, I never saw. So weird, you know, it it is extremely like random, the things you'll encounter and different. And so I did, I got, I finished the game, which I was grateful for because Baldur's Gate four was or three was coming out like the next day. So I was extremely happy that I got finished with it, but I also really want to just get back into this game because it's, it plays so incredibly well. Mm. Like it's just fun to play and to go around and explore the secrets and explore the multiple worlds and say, well, this time I'm going to help this guy and not help this guy. Like it really could be a very different run the next time you go through it. And I think there's also a lot of fun ways to build your character. Like I took healer as my second um, class. Cause you get to, you get to do duo class, everything. And the healer perks had a real weird side effect with a ring that I had equipped that gave me incredible health regeneration. So by the end of the game, I felt like Wolverine, like I could take a few hits and I would just watch my health bounce back up. And I was like, oh man, this is is really cool. And it's cool because I picked these two things and they just come together in a really neat way. So it just scratched the, the kind of dark souls, Elden ring vibe, uh, 
as well as with Diablo, like it just really scratched those itches for me. And I, I don't want to go too much about it because I did last week, but just what a cool game this was from beginning to end. I absolutely adore it. Yep. And you're not done yet. It seems like the kind of game that before Longbow, Bo, you'll be hooked on this. It just seems like to me. I can't imagine you not playing I this. I mean, I, I probably would enjoy it, but uh, this year's the year of not playing games. It's just too much. Yeah, there are a lot. But it's Remnant's the kind of game. making the cut. I'm sorry. It's the kind of game you go you go back to or check out later or whatever, you know. And I, I don't That's know. I, I take a year off and I'll get to it, but I'm sure 2024 is just going to be equally as packed. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome, dude. It looked like fun. I watched a chunk of your streams as well. It looks great. I think I just need to get this game at some point before this year's out. If there's time. Look, if they delay... Oh, I know what I'll do. If they delay Space Marine 2, then I have no excuse. Because I was going to get that anyway. So let's just get this. There you yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. Done. Uh, Bo, you finished Yakuza like a dragon. Well, plus, I already finished it last week, but I got the achievements. Yeah, 100%, you guys. So now, not just keep in mind, it's not a hundred percent of the mini games. I've decided I'm not doing shogi or, <laughs> you know, uh, mahjong. But I did all the important mini games like um, freaking uh, uh, Dragon Cart and investment mini game and Can Quest and all that stuff. You yeah. know, part time hero. Yeah. Uh, but a hundred percent of the achievements. So but, uh, very few perfect games on Steam. Five, in fact, and this is the fifth one. Do you know what your other four are off the top of your head? Uh, Hades, Banished, Hades, Banished, Kingdoms of Amalur. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And that's a big this game. one. And sorry, Hades, Banished, Kingdoms of Amalur. And I can't the remember Disco what Disco Elysium? Dis- no, no. Disco Elysium has like a hundred things you have to do different playthroughs and stuff oh oh that you got a 100 percent on yeah 100 yeah, yeah, achievements saying. i'm trying to think of what it might be i gotta look it's bugging me now because i need to know it's something obvious and easy i'm sure mine are a lot of telltale games um, hi telltale oh hi telltale on, on the show. codes send me a code uh, oh Stacklands. right that was a weird one to have added in there but i did 100 percent Stacklands. Stacklands is great yeah i would never have thought of that i had to look that one um real quick it just reminded me i did beat another game this year me and me and john beat uh well john watched me beat it but i beat resident evil 4 so chalk that's that right up. you did and it oh, is, that it is genuinely completed yeah yes. put it on the board everybody scott didn't finish another game this year and uh and then there's no second half or second disc i skipped or how any many, of that how many games you finished this year so far? i don't i don't know oh, i gotta, gotta i gotta go do a list i don't know and the list is short it's not a big list <laughs> john how long is your list approximately if you had to guess uh i don't know i can off the top of my head think of two or three but i think it's probably more oh no i can think of three easily remnants one final fantasy 16 yeah remnant oh i also beat resident evil 4 i did that on my own multiple times so i'm up to four remnant two so three remnant two resident evil 4 remake uh final fantasy 16 what was the other one i was final fantasy 14 this year uh, I mean, I'm current. I technically beat it the year it came out, which might actually have been two years oh, ago. Oh, you can't count I think I MMOs, though. Can you count an MMO? I don't um, know. Yeah, I got to uh, the end. Yeah, okay. it's done. All right. How about, uh, um, oh, uh, Dead Space you also finished, right? I 
beat Dead Space, yep. but it wasn't the one I was thinking of. That's the um, one. I, that's the other one I beat for sure. I got that one done. Yeah, um, there's there's been a few. I, not as many as <laughs> when right, I was clearing through count. each of the Final Fantasies, but we can, um, we can do that next week. Come back with yeah. the count. I want to see where the race is. Yeah, between you two. I, I'm sure John's beating me. Hundred percent, and if you I count, know, but it's it's still fun to rub it in. That's <laughs> <laughs> and if you if you count the four or five six times he beat Resident Evil Four Wait, in a row. Oh, I beat Diablo Four. That's on the list. Oh yeah, I can count that. Scott too. beat that too. Yeah, yeah we can count that. Counts. Although Bo really beat it. <laughs> Bo's the real yeah, winner. Bo, tr- Bo beat truly it beat it. He um, beat it better than all of us. I know I'm he missing I'm, absolute death for sure. I'm forgetting something. I'm actually close. I didn't talk about it this week, but I'm close on that uh, Trials of Mana remake. Mm. Oh, actually, nice. I'm actually really far on that. That game's great. Oh, I beat Jedi Survivor. Oh, right. Both yeah, y'all did. I didn't even finish that. I need to get oh, back to it. you didn't? That's another one I have to get back to. Same. No, I dropped it for what other game comes out. What other... Same. I need a year off, games industry, please. I know, right? Slow down, everybody. Uh, sorry, Bo. So back to the point. 100%. Would you, would you recommend it? Do you think that achievement level was worth it? Uh, oh yeah it's yeah. a fantastic game I mean, one thing it's not a challenging game yeah. so if you want a challenge uh that's not here but it's fun has a lot of personality is interesting if you like leveling up getting abilities yakuza is just great it's stories insane yeah all that stuff's good sure it's not for everyone not everyone loves crime stuff but uh, i like the positive vibe on the game nice you know, it's, it's, it's it stands unique in in being uh, modern and about cell phones and current day stuff while also being an rpg there's very few of those how many rpgs are there that are like take place in the now but are also level up and get items like alpha protocol yeah i'm trying to think i mean i guess well, mass effect is sci-fi yeah you're right there's not like a lot many, where it's how many rpgs you know earthbound i guess is like the one you think of yeah. old but you know earthbound like there's not many that are like current day rpg so it's what, pretty special what was that what was that Funcom game where you were in the real world but you got sucked into like x-files town to fight oh yeah stuff? it was like hidden world or secret world secret or, world i think yeah that was a cool idea that didn't really it's still out there i guess you can still it's play it. a super yeah. cool idea i wish somebody would do something cool with it yeah. there was, it was really the ccp um the eve online guys for the longest time were supposed to do a vampire mmo Oh, yeah. What happened to that? Like it a- didn't pan out or something. The idea is everyone starts as humans and you can stay human or turn into a vampire. There's the whole story behind it's falling apart or whatever, but it sounded awesome. But we don't get many. I guess, you know, I guess Vampire the Masquerade, would think vampire games would count as current day, potentially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or Bloodline. We're supposed to get Bloodlines too. That's... That's supposed to come sometime. I don't know when that, but there there isn't a lot. And this one, but this one's very much like there's no monsters. Everyone's a human. You're just imagining them as monsters, mm. except for the bulldozers you fight and the tigers and bears. And <laughs> but like, there's not really a lot of monsters. It's mostly yeah. dudes. And, and in that way, it really stands. It's just really unique. And it's all like either criminals or perverts. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's no like, you're not fighting the military or the police really. Like, it's not. There's no factionalism. It's unless your faction is like there's one enemy in there. I don't know if you've bumped into him yet, Scott, who is like naked but has a yellow thong on, a bunch of Christmas lights, handcuff bracelets like on his <laughs> arms and feet. Yeah. He's slathered in lube and he's got like a um like something you lie on in a pool, you throw in the pool and lie on it. And what he does is he like 
runs at you, but he's so covered in lube, sometimes he just falls over and doesn't attack you because he's got so much lube on his body. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you know, the game is it's got it's just it's very unique. <laughs> very, very unique. Well, I loved it. Uh good. And you beat it, which is the real that's the I real beat challenge. It, it's over. Bring infinite wealth to me, please. Let's do it. I'll tell you what else we'll bring to you. A small break while we take five minutes to go uh, refresh ourselves and then come back for a little Dear Martha, some remaining stories, a couple of emails. I got a voicemail today, I think. Oh, no, I have news about voicemails. I'll talk to you about that in a minute. Oh, that's, voicemail news. I know, right? It's all pretty crazy. Anyway, that's all coming up in a minute. Stay tuned. Hi, everyone. We're back. Thanks for your patience. Um, sit down, though, and relax and enjoy another Dear Martha. Although today's a little bit different, John. Last week, it was all about what game must this review be for. But no, you've done something very different. Explain to the people how this is going to work. Yeah, this week, we're kicking it up a notch on the Dear Martha game show. This week, I'm telling you the review is for Remnant 2. Now, the way this is going to work is I'm going to read four Steam reviews, pretty short ones, in the spirit of Dear Martha. And uh, then you have to tell me which review you think applied to Remnant 2, a game neither of you have played. So you stand a really good chance of getting this correct. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, when you're ready, cue it up. We're going to do four back-to-back Martha reviews here. And we have to figure out which one is for Remnant? Yeah. Okay. These are all from different games, only one of them from Remnant 2. Yeah, okay, here we go. My dearest Martha, accidentally ate my friend. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Yours in this life and the next, Marcus Autisticus. Um, Autisticus, okay. Marcus Autisticus? Yeah, yeah. that's a good name. I like it. All right. All right. Next review. My dearest Martha, play your way. Don't use a guide. Feel the world react to your choices. Hit people with a salami. Yours in this life and the next. Dunno what I'm doing. (laughs) What I'm doing. I'm writing these down. Okay. I don't think it's him because there's a salami involved, but continue. Okay. Third Third review. Yeah. My dearest Martha, I'd love this game a lot of action. If you like that, get it now. It is such a good game. One thing, though, is that there is a bunch of button. Yours in this life and the next, Colton Andrew 62. <laughs> Colton, what up, Colton? If he was Shut born up. in 62, I got issues with his... Uh... His, his his grammar that was pretty bad can you tell there was no punctuation in that review yeah i could i sure could yeah. <laughs> all right so we got and uh last final one here what do you got the final review my dearest martha this game helps me calm down and enjoy the brutality yours in this life and the next oh, alpha geez that's a rough one all right. So those are your those are your four reviews. I Wait, will I missed the last one. What was it? Uh, <laughs> this game helps me calm down and enjoy the brutality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His name was Alpha. Uh, now I will uh, let me let me tell you. Uh, do you think it would help to know the four potential games that it's from, or would that just further muddy the water? Um. Part of me thinks it would muddy it, but part of me is very curious and thinks I would. All right, how about I let you guess, and then I'll tell you which the other games were. Okay. 
Bo, I'm leaning toward Colton Andrew 62, despite his crappy writing. He sounded like maybe that was what he played, whereas do I know what I'm doing guy talked about a salami. There is no melee. I don't think little. salami is in remnant too. Yeah, and there's no there's no there's not even uh melee, I don't think. As far as I know, there might be a melee. Oh, there's move. melee. Like, Melee's actually really good in remnant. Really? But it's yeah. not like weapon melee. It's like a move. No, it is it is weapon melee. I think the like there are melee builds in remnant. Okay. Well. That's good to know. I did not know that. Um okay. The, the lots of buttons comment makes me think remnant too. Lots of buttons. Which one okay, is so that? Okay, so that's one? that's Colton Andrew as well. Okay, so you so guys we, are both thinking Colton Andrew. Yeah, and can you give yeah. me a hint on Marcus Autisticus again? What was his take? <laughs> Marcus, uh, Autisticus. Marcus Autisticus said he accidentally ate his friend. Yeah, ten out of ten. That doesn't seem right. I that seemed I've, like a yeah something else. Yeah, I'm going to say Colton Andrew sixty two. Bo, do you agree? He's yep. we both kind of landed on that. We'll say that guy. All right. I love this game. A lot of action. If you like that, get it now. It is such a good game. One thing, though, is that there is a bunch of buttons. By Colton Andrew 62 is a review for Mortal Kombat. <sighs> Damn it. A lot, of, a lot of buttons in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> not really. Like, it's, like... it's not my job to review the review. I just read the review. That's it. They, a... they get to control it. No, it's a fair point. Uh, How about... Uh... What was his name? Colton Andrew? Colton Andrew 62. All right. Uh, I, Colton, I'll give you the other wrong answers before I give you the right one. Okay. Uh, this game helps me calm down and enjoy the brutality from Alpha is a review for Doom Eternal. Mm. That was from uh, Alpha. That was being our... ironic. Yeah, yeah. Play your way. Don't use a guide. Feel the world. React to your choices. Hit people with a salami. Uh, from Don't Know What I'm Doing is a review for Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, wow. And that's true. You can hit people with salamis. Spoilers. I, I didn't know there was a salami. You can not yeah. only do... I, I read today you could dual wield salamis in it. Oh. Spoilers, Scott. I, I didn't know. know that. Well, that was some, <laughs> some Kotaku thing. It was all I've been trying place. to avoid the headlines because every, every press site is like, oh my god, you can have sex with a tree. Oh my god. You know, like everything's like... <laughs> Like, they were, shut up, new gaming sites. We're still playing it. for. F- yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm trying to avoid a lot of the videos bastards. and whatnot. Yeah, if I yeah. watch something on Baldur's Gate 3 right now, I actually remove it from my watch history so I don't get other recommendations. That's why I'm not streaming it. I just assume people don't want to see the story. I don't know. Maybe they do. Uh, which that does mean that the correct Remnant 2 review is accidentally ate my friend 10 out of 10. What? And as somebody who beat the game, I don't actually know what that means. That, ba- that's, that guy's a bastard for you saying that. Because what does that even mean? Okay, ate your friend co-op. Okay, you have a friend with you. Uh, how do you eat anything in that game? I don't know, but there is friendly fire. So if there's a gun that... Oh. Does something like friendly fire is a thing in Remnant. Some kind of consumption. Yeah, eating is a little different than shooting or hitting. I don't know. I agree. I know. But I like this version of this game, though. I like this. This is fun. And the- you ride a dinosaur or something? <laughs> no, I never rode a dinosaur. Yeah, never did. Never will. All right. Nicely done. Let's move on. We got some uh, other news of note. <laughs> kind of small stuff though uh somebody finally beat 
heat level 64 in Hades. This was all over the place when this happened, and that is no small feat. If it was, it would have been done a long time ago. But apparently that's possible. Bo, as the as the most hardcore of the Hades players here, John with a close second, Do you uh, are you in awe? Yeah, there was of a heat- time when I was following this, like the creators, but, you know, because a lot of people were playing this and like, High 60s was like the max. Yeah. I never really got that far. There was a time where I thought I was going to play this game forever, push that high. Yeah. I still have trophies to unlock because you should at least get to 32. And I only think I got the first two trophies. But wow. 64 is very, very, very impressive. Now, the video for this kind of sucks because the guy who uploaded it decided to put some like techno over it or something it's really annoying to watch <laughs> oh no yeah no, i know it's just shame. like just give me the playthrough dude i don't need to hear your favorite music yeah i don't I know like why you decided to do that but otherwise it's very impressive the game those heat levels really make the game challenging <laughs> and I, I just i mean you gotta be fast now he said he's done it like a bajillion times and got lucky like, i think luck has a lot to do with also the run. So he's got to clear act one in five minutes. That's one of the challenges in the bottom left corner. There's a timer. Mm. So not only do you have to do the hardest possible everything, you got to do it all in five minutes. Like it's insane. Yeah, it's a now, lot. Yeah, using the I, shield yeah. with Zeus on it, which makes a lot of sense to me. That I always found that shield to be pretty strong. That that shield variation, but uh, yeah. You know what I like about I had, his, his... I had, like, just heard, saw a news story published about how likely nobody would do this. It's impossible. And then, sure enough, as soon as somebody writes about how impossible it is, someone comes out and does it. Yeah, that's always how it goes, right? This guy, um, my favorite thing about this is it says the, the, the video title is Hades 64 Heat Unseated Unmodded. Um, yeah. I like... I like where it's. I, he had me at Hades sixty four because it sounds like a version of Hades on the N sixty four. But anyway, yeah, watching this is impressive and makes me feel like I don't know what I'm doing at all in this game. So there you go. What's it he just using? reminds me how damn good Hades is. Hades like, is so good. There's a few games in my life that I just think, man, I was lucky enough to get to play that game. Like it's just a weird way of thinking it, but it just pops into my head. And Hades is one of those. Hades is one of those. Truly magical video games that, um, you know, I'm just going to say, I think Hades is a perfect video game. I think it's right up there. And I think that it is also great that it comes from a, you know, what is a indie studio? Like they're not huge. There's like 16 people working there and this is their game. And I love that part of it. I can't wait to see what Hades 2 is. I mean, obviously they have a lot to live up to, but they're probably up for it. And that's, that's in Even if it's now. just more Hades, like, it just make me happy. Like, I know it's going to be, there's going to be an element of diminishing returns if that's the case, but yeah. like, still, just, so. oh, I just love this game so much. Agreed. Uh, that video's out there. If you guys want to find it, just search for the uh, Heat Level 64 Hades and you'll find it. Uh, Post Malone in the news in gaming, not video games, it turns out, but he now owns the One Ring Magic card. So they did the whole themed Lord of the Rings run. There's the One Ring card that is extremely rare, worth a couple of million dollars if you find it. Guy in Canada, this is like a two-pronged connection thing. Guy in Canada got it, sold it to Post Malone, who's a nut for Magic the Gathering and has a lot of money, for $2 million dollars. And that card is supposedly, as of right this minute, about 40 minutes drive from me, 
right now in his house in Park City. <laughs> Nobody go there and try to take it. He has a lot of security. You feel, you feel a voice calling you to take it. <laughs> <laughs> but he's such a nut about that stuff around here. He's just known locally for like showing up at Walmarts for no reason to buy magic cards and stuff like that. That uh, uh, anyway, you know, he hasn't he hasn't gone back to L.A. since this. So. This thing is supposedly here right now. So in my state lies the one ring to rule them all magic card worth $2 million, and he paid for it. And that guy up in Canada made a lot of money. So well done. Hell yeah. He's got to pay a lot of taxes now. It's pretty awesome. Uh, Fantasian, I don't know if you guys remember this, the original designer of uh, Final Fantasy made a game for Apple Arcade, was the initial place to release it. And everybody was like, whoa, this is a pretty highfalutin game for, for this weird almost free service Apple runs on phones and you know, who cares about phones and all that stuff. But I played it and liked it a lot, but always had this feeling of like, this needs to be somewhere better than a phone. This needs to be like on a PC or, or on a, something, just consoles, put it out there. Um, and they, and, and that may be happening now. Although I don't think from what I read, it didn't sound like it was a hundred percent for sure. Yeah. Not, not confirmed, but, um, you know, when listings show up, what was it they said exactly? I can't remember. Uh, I'm going to find it right here. It says, uh, final fantasy creators, Apple arcade, RPG Fantasia may be coming to steam. Um, Oh, it has a listing in steam database. Oh, that's what it is. Steam DB. Right. So steam DB picked up the hint that there might be uh, one on the way. Uh, he is quoted as saying many people have asked for a PC port and I, also here, demand for a sequel, he says. Fantasian is a title I hope more people will get to see for themselves. I agree. Yeah, so there's an item on Steam here. I'll link it to you. It's called Fantasian Playtest. Ooh, let's see. Put that in their Discord there. Last it was fun. I played a bit of it. Uh, it was what I tested my backbone with. Oh, yeah. It, was, it has great uh, backbone really, support really on good. there. Yeah. yeah, which tells me it'd be just a simple, not even a hard port. This should be easy. It's probably a rights thing or a who knows what. But uh, yeah, there it is. The game is unique in one way that I really like. It's it's the characters and stuff. They look like they're ripped right out of a Final Fantasy game. But the world is meant to look and, and feel like um, miniature stuff in real life, like um, dioramas, like stop motion toys. Yeah, like a diorama. Yeah, dioramas, stop motion. Yeah, it's kind of clay in some places. It's a really unique look and has a really fun combat. Um, that was more than just, you know, turn-based normal JRPG stuff. It had some pretty cool twists to it. I think this would be great. So please do it, and I'll play it. Also, there. the guy who made it, Sakaguchi, is maybe the biggest Final Fantasy XIV fan I've ever heard of. Oh, we'll see. There you go. Then he, he created uh, Final was- Fantasy, but stopped being involved in it for a while. He went back to play through fourteen, and he cataloged his journey through it. And he maybe played that game faster than anyone I've ever. I'm a, maybe this is why it took so long to come to Steam. Dude wouldn't stop playing Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen for a while, yeah. a long while. He's been in um, his Japanese also basement. Also composed by um, forget his name, the Final Fantasy seven composer. Actually, like three. What's the name? No. that's right yeah same guy he did the music for this i think yeah and the music's really cool it's also got it's not set it's not it's got like one foot in fantasy one foot in science fiction the the vibe of it which feels very seven um it's cool i really am excited about this if this happens it's worth picking up i don't know who will publish it like that maybe that's the other hang up is you know, when you did the phone game, it was just, you know, Apple did all your, handled all that, but now it's different when you got to put it on another platform. So I don't know. 
We will see, but Fantasian, keep an eye out. That's coming soon. That's a good question. Here's some questions we got via email. Talk to the core at gmail.com. Here's our first one. Hey, guys, Trickster565 here, and I know I'm a little late, but I was just listening to the podcast about Scott's nickname, Neighbor. Uh, we're The guy that calls me Fortnite guy or Fortnite. Uh, what do you call me? Fortnite. Hey, Fortnite. What did he say? Just calls you Fortnite, I think. I think he Fortnite? just called you Fortnite, Hey, right? Fortnite. Yeah, that's right. You're yeah. Right. That's yeah, all it just is. Fortnite. Anyway, he says, <laughs> he says, although talk, a Texas, sorry, Walker, Texas Ranger is a good one. I feel like Joaquin Phoenix would be another good one. Thanks, guys. Trickster. So Pretty Joaquin, wa- Joaquin Phoenix, right? Because he's walking. Yeah. It's like, Maybe yeah. a little better where I live, but um, <laughs> definitely good. Yeah, good point. Doesn't work here as well. I think just go with Walking Phoenix and let him make the connection. Hey, but, but, I think John, if you say Joaquin, it'll just sound like you're saying a name. John, you know you guys, how you guys get those like uh, monsoon sudden rain sometimes that come and just like flash flood. not lately but not lately. yeah in theory back before the dawn of man yeah that was something that sometimes happened before here. the dark times we got the biggest we had two days of it and yesterday was so hardcore i thought we were all gonna get swallowed up and die it was so much rain all at once out of nowhere wasn't even on the the weather thing yep. we had tornado warnings here well, I wish you would all send some of it. Send the tornadoes. Just anything but unbearable, ungodly heat. We're on like a record run of days consecutively over 110 degrees. Yeah. You ever so, think about moving? All the time. <laughs> all the time, yeah. It's hard, like, though. Literally yeah. constantly. Yeah. But the problem is everywhere is having weird stuff because climate change is weird and changes things. There's there's talk from some scientists scientists who believe that it's possible where I live, which is mostly desert but also wintry and stuff, but the Salt Lake Valley could one day be a tropical paradise zone because of how because of the direction it's changing into. If that's true, I hope I live long enough to live in the tropical paradise that was once a desert. And maybe that'll the happen. Utah to tropics. Yeah, right. We'll have weird birds, you know, with weird colored beaks and stuff. I don't know how that works. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, anyway, what was I, where was I? I don't know where I was. Oh, thanks, Walker, Texas Ranger guy, Trickster. Or Trickster? Trickster. Uh, hello, core family, says Cody. Let's pretend you both own or you all own both a PlayStation 5 and an Xbox Series X. But now your I wallet. <laughs> I do as well. Now your wallet is empty. It is. So, <laughs> so you think, man, I probably should have just one of these. Uh, sorry, got, I should have just got one of these and some games instead of both at the same time. But here we are. So, light bulb. Uh, you could purchase Game Pass or PlayStation Plus. Assume you own literally no games. Which one are you getting and why? Thanks, guys. Cody. I think uh. the perfect answer is you switch between them. You don't have to have just one. You don't have to have them simultaneously either. Do Game Pass while you're playing your Starfield when you've had your fill or whatever game it is you're into. You, you pause that and you go, oh, Ragnarok just popped over there on um, on PlayStation Plus. I'm going to go switch over to that. The exact same price for the same tier. 
and just go back and forth depending on what you're playing. That's what I would do. Okay, but okay, smart guy. But what? Which one do you get first? <laughs> Genius. All right. <laughs> um, I've been really enjoying my latest run through PlayStation Plus, just to kind of explore around there and found some real gems in there. I mean, it's, However, it's, it's Xbox Starfield, right? I mean, yeah, I think I do Game Pass first. Uh, I th- you know. yeah, I think. I mean, it all comes down to what games you want to play. Like, if if Sony has three games you want to play and Microsoft has none, then, you know, your decision's made for you. But in a vacuum where it's just like, you know, I'm, I want to play video games, I think Game Pass offers a more consistent and newer yeah. uh, releases. Yep. And, I, I, and you don't have to worry as much, especially about, uh, you know, titles that they own. But... Uh, you don't have to worry as much about things dropping off as PlayStation seems to, because you, you like even Sony exclusives drop off of Sony's at a at a point, um, and it kind of rotates. I do think Scott's answer is correct. Like, go where the games yeah, you want to play are. Yeah, Scott question pretty hard. <laughs> um, but if I had to pick one, and yeah. it was note you're locked in on one, uh, I personally think game pass offers a little bit more and consistently i think that's what they're banking on like that's what their bread and butter is so like naturally it's going to have more stuff because that's all they offer yeah i agree and if you're like me and you like weird little indie titles out of nowhere that you've never heard of and you end up finding some gems in there i think game pass is superior in that regard uh, as well, and which is something I would have back in the PlayStation three days, I would have ascribed more to Sony. So I think Microsoft's willingness to pull in weird indies, um, including, I think, oh, you know what I heard yesterday? So this is good news for everybody. That Sea of Stars game I'm very much looking forward to is coming to everything, but it will be on both Game Pass day one and PlayStation Plus Extra on day one. So mm-hmm. you kind of have no excuse if you got one of those consoles. Um, but But the indies tend to show up over i don't know why maybe microsoft's just making more deals maybe we're too early in the new three-tiered system at sony for them to have had those deals in place but right now if you want weird little indies uh, game pass is the place to go but ultimately just look at what's there and decide like i feel like this question is trying to get enough like qualifiers on there for us to just say one is superior but at the end of the day like you know if if what i care about is like mainline titles only the PlayStation five would have been a better deal for me. Cause that's where final fantasy 16 is. That's where Spider-Man two is like logically speaking in that regard, that's the best place, but family utility sees more use on the Xbox. So you just really have to make your own decision. Like it requires a level of effort, no <laughs> research, but uh, I think both consoles are very good and do the things that they do extremely well. It just so happens in the terms of this question, the thing Microsoft does really well is its subscription service. Yeah, their service is real strong. I agree. Um, so there you go. There's your answer. And I like it, Cody. I like I like where your brain's at. So thank you for asking the hard questions. All right, a quick note. Uh, I have about 13 and a half minutes of phone calls that we never seem to have time to squeeze Whoa. into the show. Sometimes they get bumped. Sometimes they're just not questions that are good for what we talked about that day or whatever, or it means a whole nother hour of discussion and they don't necessarily need answers. So I've taken the ones that don't need answers so much, but are just great points that I want people to hear. 
and compiled them into a huge call run that will happen at the end of today's show. So you have, after we're done here, you tune back, or you don't leave, you stay, and you will get 13 and a half minutes of phone calls from you guys to our hotline, 801-471-0462 or 801-10-HAMS. It's not, don't, don't quote me on that last one. <laughs> 10 hams, the yep, 10 hams. The 10 line. hams number. Um, but all you hams out there get to have your, your, your time in the sun and we're going to play all your calls. So stick around for this massive call dump. Okay. A lot of good stuff in there from a lot of great listeners. So check it out. Uh, that's going to do it for us. However, it is time for me to thank our patrons. New ones, too. We got some brand new people at Patreon. That's shocking because we did a show on Monday. I know. Like, we already had Awesome a and a huge thank you to you guys because the fact that we have anything to say right now is a damn miracle. Like we're, we're It's been days since we did this show. When I got in, I thought, I was checking them and I thought, oh, we'll have like two or one or maybe none. But no, a bunch of you stepped up, like Dave Jones, who lives under the water, I assume. He's Davy Jones. He's got oh, a that's Davy Jones. Yar. Philip Lewis, Tolga Berkman, Hendo, and Mark Gale all joined us. And Mark Gale, don't take anything I said about the wizard uh-huh. named Gale the wrong oh, way. Look at Scott shit. putting oh. the Gales down. For really throwing shade at Gale. <laughs> back to the pedal, pedal to the back. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're a wizard and you're called Gale and you're in Baldur's Gate 3, I don't trust you. He might be a wizard. We don't know. Oh, and you're in Baldur's Gate yeah, 3. Yeah, you're in all three. All three things well, have there to be you, sa- you saved it. Panel. By yeah. the way, while you're on the Patreon thing, though, I've been seeing rumblings on Twitter mm. or X. Oh, God, X, dude. No, X. Just call it Twitter. Twitter it's like on, just, on, it can just still be Twitter. <laughs> Whatever. On socials, I saw some grumblings uh, from Garrett um, saying that there might be some issues of payment processing because Patreon changed where their payments are getting processed. Yeah. So some people are experiencing difficulties. So if you do, um, go check your stuff. If you're not getting our yeah. your feeds or whatever, I haven't. So we checked on this. Um, we didn't have as big a problem i had some problems on tms but core did not so i don't okay. know i don't know if that was just a lucky one-off or a few of you maybe were affected and just don't know it yet but if you have any issues with getting your feeds or anything like that it should be just as simple as going back into your account and hitting retry and you should be good uh, according to patreon so yeah they did they didn't change entirely their processors they just i think they expanded it and something went weird i don't know what happened it's odd by the way, Hendo, who's one of the patrons, that's a real Star Wars name. Is that a real name? Hendo, H-E-N-D-O? I don't know. He Hendo. just used Hendo. Yeah. Yeah. He probably, I'm guessing it's just his nickname because there's no last name, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Ninhendo. Maybe. Ninhendo. Yeah. If your last name is Nin and then you're Japanese, so you say last name first, you'd be Ninhendo. I'd love it. I, your theory is as good as anyone I could come up with. But anyway, these guys are awesome. And uh, if you want no commercials uh, on your show, you want pre-show content, post-show content, all that kind of stuff, any kind of content where we're not recording the show, we record it and give it to you and no one else. You also get monthly benefits like host uh, host specials, I should say. John is coming up uh, this month sometime, Bo in the next month. Uh, mine just went up not long ago. And uh, art in the mail. That's the other thing. I think I sent Kirby stuff out this month. I'm in, I, like, I like Kirby. I'm a fan. Every time I want to draw something Kirby crosses my mind and I kind of do Kirby things so anyway uh, watch for all of that that's all uh, over there and detailed at patreon.com slash core show everything else is at frogpants.com slash core and uh, links and emails and all that stuff is there the 10 hams number all that stuff all right so go check it out 
We like to leave you with a reminder as to what we played today so that you, you don't get mad at us and say, well, they never talk about the games they played. But we'd like to do it via Grandma, who steps yeah, in here. Yeah, this stops them. This yeah, this segment stops right them. here prevents those comments. Yeah, this, this means you can no longer bring it up. So we're going to do that now. Grandma, here's the mic. Please tell us what we played. Well, if your attention span started to wane over the course of these few hours, these are the games they played. It was, uh, well, they all played Baldur's Gate 3. Everybody's talking about it. He didn't say it eight times, so hopefully you remembered it. Baldur's Gate 3 was the game they all played. Scott played The Expanse, a Telltale series. Only him, because he's the only one who got a code. (laughs) And he also played Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom. I can't fault you if you don't remember that one, especially because he said Wonder Boy a bunch, but this one's Monster Boy. (laughs) Well, that's because it's part part of the Wonder Boy series. I know, I'm explaining for them. They might not have known. They're just like, he said something about Wonder Boy in the Monster's (laughs) Kingdom cursed. They don't know. They couldn't even pay attention to a podcast. They would get confused easily. Fair point. John continued to play WWE 2K23, and he finished Remnant 2, so I don't have to say at least one of those ever again. Yeah. And Bo played Yakuza Like a Dragon to completion, the way he likes it. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Gross. 100%. <laughs> it's 100%. not gross. It's what you do when you beat a game. You complete it. Yeah, you complete. Grandma, you finish. Don't, don't, don't talk to me about beating games. No, you finish. You know? You f- <laughs> That's not even about it. Don't talk to me about finishing. He finished. He yeah. finished it. Yeah, He's you finished. You never want I your... hate you guys. Yeah, Grandma doesn't want he, to talk about it. He finishing. beat it to completion, and oh. now he's finished. <laughs> I hate where Grandma's taking this. Grandma, go back and play Wii Sports. Yeah, go play Wii Sports. Uh, All right, that is going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening, watching. We'll be back next Thursday, our normal time. Assuming my... I get I have jury duty selection that day, but it's supposed to be done before five. <laughs> oh, so oh, hey, Wait, is there a season two of jury duty happening? I didn't see the first one. But oh, I don't be know. Careful, you're not, you're not the sucker. Yeah, that. I don't want to be the sucker. Or however, that, I haven't seen it either, but I don't know how that works. I don't, don't want to watch it. Yeah, yeah but, I kind of do too. I hear it's great. Anyway, uh, it should be fine. But we're looking at next Thursday, and we should see you all then. Until then, have a great week. Be good, and we'll talk to you then. Get more at frogpants.com. Now, you want to take a look at the other stuff I got? Hey, this is for Core. Uh, Zinger from Wisconsin calling out. It's boring drive to work again. Uh, Scott, you were just talking about 8-Bit Do and their controllers. Yeah, they are absolutely fantastic. My absolute favorite controller from them is the SN30 Plus Pro. Um, for whatever reason, that just fits. I have smaller hands. That fits my hands really great. More, A little bit more compact than an Xbox controller, and it's got that classic Super Nintendo layout, but you can also program it as if it was a normal gamepad Xbox controller. The best part about it, though, is not only is it wireless, you can use it as Bluetooth, but you can also wire it with a USB-C cord Plug it right into your computer. gets recognized right away. Also, works on the Steam Deck. Have a great day. Hi, Core. Uh, I was just calling to um, for a couple of things. One, I wanted to push back slightly on a thing that John said on the most recent episode of Core uh, about um, 
it being a more compelling deal to get Game Pass if uh, Microsoft starts putting exclusives on there, and he compared it to PlayStation. Well, I, for one, will never buy a PlayStation so long as they keep doing exclusives. So for me, that is actively preventing a sale. And I think that I got that from... uh, from uh, influence from Total Biscuits and uh, the co-optional podcast, because that was relatively formative to me in terms of becoming a a gaming adult, one might say. So I know that uh, I'm probably in the vast minority there, but there are literally dozens of us, and we will change Sony's habits or something. I don't know. Anyways, um, then the other thing is that uh, I just wanted to... No, um, how would it change Scott's perception of Helltaker if he knows that, as if I'm not mistaken, the entire premise of that game, or the the entire premise of making it, was to bait Rule 34 of the uh, characters so that the uh, maker of it could get more um, lascivious pictures of, uh, of his fetish. I just want to know what Scott thinks about that one. Um, just wanted to leave you with that little uh, kernel of information. Love the show. See ya. Hey, Core Crew. This is Colin from Seattle making another call in. I was listening to the latest episode talking about poorly, uh, poor PC ports. And the one thing that really stuck out to me when it was day one of Jedi Survivor is I was watching a streamer play it, and they're waiting on the download. And the download was, I think, 126 gigabytes to download and install this game. And that just speaks to not just QA, but just poor optimization. Like, that's bigger than one of my solid-state drives. I've got a, well, almost as big. But I've basically got a, like, 100-gigabyte solid-state drive that I'm running my uh, operating system off of. That's more than the whole drive itself. Like, I'd have to buy a dedicated drive for this. So, I don't know. QA definitely could be a thing. But I also think that people are just not putting the time to, optimized for every platform, and I think PC is just getting the short shirt of it. Love the show, y'all. Keep it up. Cheers. Hey, guys. Hey, Skunk here. Thanks for the shout-out when I joined. Glad you think my name is cool. Love the show, but I have to drop an unpopular opinion on Tears of the Kingdom. I just got it when I heard it came out, and when I got it, I tossed it into my Switch and proceeded to be severely underwhelmed. It didn't grab me at all. I understand that sometimes things can't pull you in immediately, but I can't help but feel underwhelmed. It's like Breath of the Wild, but uncracked. The beginning drops you into a cold open, and if you don't remember the end of Breath of the Wild, you'll probably end up with a pretty scrunched up face while you're trying to recall what happened at the end of the last game, when you finished it so many years ago. Next are the controls. Why does the big end continue to buck the system and map their controller buttons in a completely backwards fashion? In their infinite wisdom, Nintendo decided that the only way to remap the buttons is in the console settings, and even then, there's no way to fix the fact that they made X the jump button. Trying to fix that breaks all the other controls. Why do we continue to excuse his behavior? I have to relearn standard controls after playing a Nintendo game. I shouldn't have to retrain myself based off of which console I'm playing a game on. It's 2023. Get it together, guys. You guys rock, though. Keep up the great work. He's out. Hey, this is for Bo, Scott, and John. Um, also, forgive any weird road noises and background sounds. I'm walking the dog. This is Jay-Z, though. Um, I wanted to call in and just, like, agree with the things that John was saying in regards to the Overwatch announcement last week. Um, 
I have not played Overwatch 2. I haven't touched it. But that decision um, has basically flipped my switch back in the other direction in regards to whether or not I'm going to buy Diablo 4. Um, been a long-time Warcraft fan. The original RTS game was one of my first video game experiences back in the early to mid-90s. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's been really disappointing to see their kind of decline over the past five or so years. Um, and I haven't, frankly, touched a Blizzard game in probably a couple of years at this point. Huge Heroes of the Storm fan. Them shutting that down really uh, jaded me, you know. Been a WoW player since Vanilla, but haven't touched that since Legion really fell off. They were doing a lot. There wasn't a big content release. I even played a lot of Overwatch 1, but again, like, huge drought in what was happening in that game. <clears throat> so those things, combined with just kind of all of the non-gaming side um, controversies, really, really just, like, disappointed me and turned me off the company. And so I uninstalled the games. I uninstalled the launcher. I don't have any of that stuff on my computer. It happened for a while now. But I was finally starting to feel comfortable with giving them another shot and jumping back in for Diablo 4. Um, and then this Overwatch 2 PvE news drops. And uh, just really, it really soured me again. I'm not sure how I can quite possibly be expected to trust this company with my money when they've done nothing the last few years to inspire any confidence in me. So just wanted to, to pipe in say that I think John really nailed it that this announcement goes beyond just Overwatch and really continues to reflect on Blizzard as a whole um, in a way that's negative and that they don't really need any more negativity. So, just my thoughts. Thanks. Hey, Corehounds, this is Kevin. Long-time fan here. I kind of agree with you guys. have been a massive Heroes of the Storm fan ever since. Uh, even did some small illustration jobs back in the day for Kyle and for Jake Kalinske, uh, kind of around the same time as you guys started playing uh, uh, the show There Will Be Dungeons, I started playing uh, uh, D&D, mostly as a DM, and I even made a couple of fan art pieces for you guys of the, for the show as well. Uh, I just wanted to say a quick thank you for all the joy that you bring with the core show and the uh, uh, the loads of inspiration that the D&D uh, There Will Be Dungeons run gave me. Um, thank you, Bo, for being such a great DM and inspiration and all the players for all their original characters. It really helped me being a better uh, DM back in the day. Uh, I'm actually from the Netherlands and I've been a DM for a couple of years now. I just wanted to share this quick little story with you guys that I've been DMing for the past uh, Netherlands' Twitch channel. We've done uh, Elder Scrolls and followed one-shots. And it's been such a blast to work with them. It's great to see uh, where this uh, this hobby can uh, can get you. Keep up all the inspiration, uh, inspiring work. Thank you so much. This is Kevin. Bye bye. Calm, calm down. Do you want to see gameplay or not? Hey Scott, this is Nate from Kentucky. Had to pull over while listening to the most recent episode of um, Play Retro. Uh, you were talking about first is worst and getting beat and whatnot. I don't. It's probably better. To, Tom, uh, conversation topic for core, but what was the first like uh, streamer uh, channel system? Was it Twitch? Was there something else before it? I know it used to be Justin TV, but uh, are they first? Are they also now kind of the worst, or are they more like what you said, being a big, you know, blowout in the you know 
the bee's knees, the cat meow, whatever you want to use. Uh, love the show. Uh, this was Nate from Kentucky. Have a good one. Bye. It's Mike. I just want to give my opinion or ideas about the e-sports issue that you talked about a week or two ago. I think the solution is really having an e-sports organization that handles the e-sports. That sounds dumb. Um, but what I'm saying is, like, they have a uh, league, you know, spring, fall, going to be the FPS league. Uh, summer, winter is the fighting game league. And they rotate the games. Um, the big problem, I think, is that all these companies are trying to do their own thing, whereas the better solution is to have an esports organization that they can each work with to kind of have their games promoted, highlighted, played, whatnot. Um, they just need to build in tools for broadcasting and, and uh, commentary and whatever else you do with the sports, uh, esports type broadcast. Um, and whoever also, the, the same organization puts on, you know, fun competitions. It's not always just, you know, eSports pro gamers. It's, uh, you know, the the Dirty Finger Snack uh, competition, with Doritos, Cheetos, Funyuns, whatever. Um, and they each have a team of, you know, celebrities and, you know, uh, celebrity streamers and maybe a pro gamer to play some game. It doesn't have to be a FPS or a shooter or that. Uh, fighting game, but another type of game, Dead by Daylight or something, and whoever's team kind of comes out on top, you know, that's the king of the, you know, dusty finger snacks. Um, anyway, thanks for your time, core crew. Uh, have a good one. Hey, Scott, Dodd Vickers, hope you're great. Calling regarding your question about the Writers Guild strike and Among Us Animation Guild. Uh, Animation Guild is not on strike, and unless there's a physical picket line at the studio where they report to work, they can do their job. Uh, the WGA is currently the only one on strike, and uh, we all go to work unless there's a picket. If you're a union member, you don't cross a picket. Keep up the great work on Core, guys. I just became a patron, and I don't even game that much. So thanks. I really love the content and enjoy the show and listening to your witty banter. Have a good day. Bye. Hey, guys. Singer from Wisconsin here. Uh, you guys are talking about streaming, YouTube, Twitch, Kick, etc. And Bo kind of mentioned, you know, uh, feeling bad about the Diablo money, but but also, you know, because Twitch takes 50%, but also that, you know, people know what they're getting into. I think you guys are maybe overestimating how well viewers, especially casual viewers on Twitch and things like that, understand the other side of it. it it's not really, unless you're, you're around a lot or you're around a streamer that talks about it, it's not really well-known and well-advertised. Obviously, Twitch doesn't want to advertise that, that any of those donations and things like that, that only 50% is making it to the streamer. So I, I think it is something worth talking about. I think it is something worth bringing up on a regular basis, and I think it's something that should be uh, better informed throughout the community so people know what they're what they're getting into. Anyways, love the show. Have a great day. Keep gaming. Bye. Hi, this is Scott from Edmonton, just calling into CORE because I wanted to ask about the updates on uh, the play date because I hear you guys talk a lot about the Steam Deck and the Ambernick as handhelds, and I was wondering about the play date and if uh, you've gotten any good use out of that. And what is it just a flash in the pan, or is it worth picking up? Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Hey, CORE crew, calling from Seattle again. Scott, you did an excellent job last week of talking about and singing the praises of Octopath Traveler 2. But what you managed to leave out is that it has what is potentially the most relatable video game character ever created. I'm talking, of course, about Ochet. All that she wants to do is hang out, make friends by giving them beef jerky, and save the world. Most importantly, though, 
When you activate her limit break, she yells out, I'm starving, before eviscerating her enemies. Most relatable character ever created. 10 out of 10 character design. No notes. Love the show. Cheers. Hey, guys. This is a message for Scott and Bo of Core. It would apply to you guys, even if John was there. It's about VR. But I was listening to 374 on the way home and had to scramble home to talk to you because you were talking about uh, MMOs and how you had to try all these MMOs and go back to Warcraft. Who's making a new one? Neither of you mentioned the Zenith, the Lost City, the VR MMO. Have either of you tried it? Question mark. And have you, if you haven't, why not? It seems like it's a good way to look into something different. You know, Bo, you're the reason I have my VR headset. So I just had to push you on using it a little bit more and talking more about it. Love the show. Talk to you later. Bye.